Dude, speaking of babyfying, did you catch some of the, my complaints? I know that they were in a wall of text complaints about the uh, the remaster, and you knew I would um, have. Yes, complaints. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I definitely did because it's it's things you were griping about were things I gripe about with just modern gaming in general. It's really kind of a turnoff for me. Like I don't like I don't like either the game holds your hand throughout the entire thing or it's Dark Souls. Like, there's no in-between. It's just a Dark Souls <laughs> game where they're going to fucking baby-step you through the entire thing. There's no middle ground anymore. It's one or the other. They don't yeah. don't allow you to... Exp- it's almost like if it's not like a Dark Souls game, they don't really give you any agency to learn how to play the game on your own. Yeah, and, like, it's so weird. Yeah, I, I like... So here's the thing. I've played Final Fantasy VI a lot of times. Certainly hope you're recording all of this. Oh, I am, I am, I am. Of course, of course. I've played Final Fantasy VI a lot of times. um, And the first time, I was a child. Like, literally five or six. Okay? And then people are like, how did you beat Final Fantasy when you were five or six? Look, when you're a kid, you have nothing but free time. It's called brute forcing. It's the same way that I beat Pokemon. You press A on every square... And eventually you mm-hmm. progress. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're a kid, you can brute force these games. But also, it came with a big old map with numbers on it, guys, okay? And the map, the numbers tell you where to go. It's not that hard. I don't uh, know if they know, but you know, for the, our younger listeners, you know, back in the day, you know, because technology wasn't what it was today, you didn't have an in-game map unless you, like, pressed a different button and you kind of had to stop and explore. But even then, it was just, like, a silhouette. It wasn't with, like, waypoints and markers map came with the game in the box yeah dude you you were paper you know you know if you fancy yourself a cartographer you're literally busting out your atlas and like charting your course you know so yeah it it didn't tell you any spoilers or anything like that i just told you the name of locations and they had numbers on them so you knew like what order to go in um Mm -hmm. so anyway um there were a lot of things about the game that throughout my many playthroughs of my life i didn't learn until later Right, so like my very first few uh, spoiler alert for Final Fantasy VI, guys, but it's been thirty years or something, twenty five years. Yeah, so um, you if you haven't played it, I I thought that Shadow just can't survive, or, or that you like can't have him as your party member in the world of Rune, because why would I know to like stop and press no three times when I'm on a timed thing trying to escape and then wait for Shadow? You know, I didn't know I could get a Genji glove from Bannon if I denied him three times instead of just agree to progress the plot. You know, I didn't know that I could get a ribbon down in the basement when you go to recruit Sellas because it's a very, very hidden staircase with a very hidden treasure room. And it's like these items are extremely powerful items, right? Genji glove and uh, the ribbon are end game. Like you're trying to find out how to get more of these end game level loadout accessories, right? And it's like, dude, that was your reward for finding the hidden secret thing or for doing the weird thing. Mm-hmm. And sure, like they don't tell you, you know, press no three times again, Genji Glove, but they sure put a fucking cutout, an extra cutout in the wall so that you could not possibly miss the secret staircase that leads you to the ribbon in, uh, or, you know, sorry, that's not, uh, people People who know the game as well as me are, are getting upset right now. That's not technically where oh. the ribbon is. I'm sorry, you're right. The ribbon is in the other underground South Figaro part in Basement 2. But Basement 1 and Basement 2 have the same look, and they're both secret staircases to treasure rooms. Anyway, 
they make it very easy for you to find the secret staircases to the secret treasures and it's like dude those were supposed to feel really rewarding and because they are they're like better than things you should have at the time and they were like oh my god dude oh no little bobby might miss the fucking ribbon dude we better put a a cutout in the wall and that's the same thing actually you know it's funny it's the same thing as we were just talking about full circle here on our pre-cast discussion about the opus numbers right mm -hmm. like they used to respect that like i would be smart enough to explore and i would get rewarded for exploring yes and now instead it's like hey is there going to be an item in that crate where we're going to put a fucking red exclamation point over your head when you're facing the crate so you know you don't even have to press a and check the three barrels we'll just let you know which one has something hidden in it and it's I like hate, i fucking hate yeah that. dude like I hate that like don't you think i'm you know give me a little credit like don't you think i'm smart enough to figure some of this shit out or and you know what if i'm not smart enough to figure it out none of it is required to beat the game mm -hmm. like it's all just extra stuff you get as like a reward for being curious for being like a, a gamer who's gonna check being every curious nook and, and cranny dude like mean being curious in a role-playing game get the fuck out of here you're talking crazy Justin. yeah dude i you're used to <laughs> i used to play the role chris and now i'm just kind of guided along um you know they give me my lines and they tell me to read them and and it's different i used to make voices up for the characters um you know i was in yeah, middle dude. school yeah. when the game came out so like i used to like make up voices for the characters which is why i'm glad i haven't heard like voiceovers for really any of the characters apparently yeah. i haven't gotten to it yet but apparently the opera is like uh -huh. sung that well that's fucking cool uh, yeah so we'll see how that uh, i wonder what sells his singing voices though you know what i mean like that stuff is like yeah. interesting but yeah yeah i mean i'm kind of glad too uh in the decidia final fantasy phone game they all have mm -hmm. voices every character has a voice but they're in japanese so mm -hmm. i it's kind of cool because i get to hear like Locke yell stuff and I'm like oh it's Locke yelling shit but I have no idea what he's mm -hmm. saying and, and like when you don't know what the voice is saying a lot of times like you don't really have much of an opinion about how they're saying stuff <laughs> right right yeah the the inflection or like maybe any accents or dialects don't really yeah dude I just hear him yell like treasure hunter and like something else I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh cool <laughs> I know those words well and, and I used to do that with uh, uh obviously with it coming out the Chrono Cross remaster which I'm a huge fan of that game mm -hmm. that was one so, fun little story about that, John. I used to play, uh, that was a game I had actually sat through and played a couple times with my girlfriend at the time, and we would, she would play it with me and watch me play it, and we would make up voice, like she would do the vo the female characters, I would actually do the male characters, and I just, I never forget making, uh, I cannot remember his name, what was his name, Greco or whatever, the big wrestler guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know I made him sound like Macho Man Randy Savage, and I just, <laughs> for some reason, that that still tickles me to this day, because I, I genuinely think that's what he would sound like. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, little shit like that. That's just back in the day, that's what we had to do. Vo RPGs didn't have fucking voices back then, man. Like, you had to, like, had to really use the theater of your imagination. And I, and I guess I said all that to say this you when you try to hold my hand through something like this that doesn't require it you you really take away my sense of scope and imagination like i don't want you to put an exclamation point over my head when i'm next to this crate because i want to be able to like discover it anyway i want to be yeah. like oh my character's scrounging through these barrels they kick one over and you know what i mean like you know what I mean? Like I just yeah, like absolutely, the, absolutely. I, the theater of the imagination is such a huge part of role playing games. It was also such a huge part of video games in general. You know, 
back in the day because like half of the game was what you would make of it in your own head. Yeah, I um, I don't know, man. I guess there's different kinds of handholding, right? It's not like the nice kind of like, oh, this is endearing, and I feel like I'm in my happy place handholding with like your yes. girlfriend or wife, dude. It's like the handholding where you're like in the toy store, and mom's like, we don't have any time to look at the toys, and you're like, I just want to go over there, and she just like yanks you back by the arm. <laughs> it's like you I know, don't like that. It's boss. like we're going where I want to go, and we're gonna see what I want to see, and I'll tell you to be excited. It's just like, you know, I want to go look at the fucking thing, dude. I just want to... I want to look at the thing. I don't know. And it's not... Mom! <laughs> it's not like you were in a this impossibly large world, dude. Like, you're in... The town only has so many barrels. It's not going to be hard for me to just go around and right. press A on a couple couple barrels. I'm not hanging out in barrel town barrelton And not for nothing. Yeah, and not for nothing, dude. The barrels and So, in like, South Figaro, the barrels include, like, a tincture, a potion, a green cherry... You know, oh, sorry for any of you people playing the new versions of the game. Those are the old ways to call them. Um, but yeah, it's just like, okay, you're not going to like hate yourself because you didn't get the extra green cherry in the barrel. But, you know, it's going to feel, you're just going to get that nice little dopamine like like tick when you hit A on the barrel and you find an item. Like, oh, like you get the blink. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, an item. Hell yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, um, I, I'm only, you know, up to the choose a scenario part. Mm -hmm. And it's already just like, uh, I mean, so even that, I've done two of the scenarios, right? I did, um, I did Bannon, Terra, Edgar go through the cave. And I speed run this game a bunch, at least up to Kafka and Narsh. So it's like, I'm used to, in the cave, you know, when you take the wrong path, you get surrounded by all the lights. And if you hit A at the right light, uh, they don't attack you and you can keep going. So uh, the thing is, those lights spin around you so fast, it's pretty hard to time. But on the Super mm -hmm. Nintendo, if you just hold A, the first time that it allows you to like interact with the thing, the right one happens mm -hmm. to be right in front of you. So if you hold A, you just get out every time. Okay, so I go in here and I'm like, all right, well, let me try going the wrong way and holding A like I do. And I go the wrong way and I hold A. And now holding A doesn't work the same way in this game. But I'll tell you what, dude, those things are spinning around me at like a third of the speed. Like, like... Like, don't worry, you'll be able to get out of this trap. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a uh, baby's first Final Fantasy VI. But I feel like I beat Final Fantasy VI at like the youngest possible age somebody could comprehend and beat a game. So it's not like I'm yeah. ever saying it was hard, dude. But the thing is, like, there was an easy mode of beating the game. It was called you just beat the game without any cool extra shit, and you say so you grind a little more. You know, and now the hard mode, or not the hard mode, but like the, the expert mode of playing the game is like, yo, you know this game so well, you get all this stuff early, and like, it just makes you cruise and sail right to the end even easier. And like, I don't know, man, is there anybody out there who didn't love a part in a Final Fantasy game like FF8 where you realize you can like play the card game early and then all of a sudden you can get crazy shit on disc one? Like, no, dude, you because you feel like you found something you weren't supposed to find. Even though they put it there for you to find, even though they made it secret in a very specific way on purpose and kind of guided you towards the secret, you still feel like, oh, shit, dude, I found that. Like, that's on me. Mm -hmm. and, and they took that away from me. So that's the end of my rant for now on Final Fantasy III. <laughs> no, like, it's, it's, a, it's a good rant because I feel the same way you do. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, fr it's frustrating for, as somebody. You right. Know? Right on the money. Yeah, who's it for? Uh, not me. Exactly. Not me. 
Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. John, you know what is for me? What is for it's you, For Chris? all the people out there? Being back in the saddle for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. A long day. A long time. We're back. A lot happening. Not so much in the card game, per se. Just in life. We got a bit going on in the card game. I mean, we do now. We yeah, definitely yeah. do now. It's been uh, the, the dry spell is over once again because, you know... We just had a really awesome um, IRL event. Boiler season is hot and heavy, and John, you know I love butter me up. You know I love getting hot and heavy. <laughs> I sure do. Of course, I'm your host Chris Adams on the case as always, and with me in the seat, he's man in the radio. He's got the notebook. He's telling us where to go. Buttered and ready. <laughs> Buttered, <laughs> smothered, covered, and ready. I'm trying to say hi to everybody. How's it going, everybody? Good to be back. What, Chris, what am I doing? There needs to be a simultaneous sip. How rude of, of me. Of course, dude. Oh, I've got even my, my cuppa here with me. I got a hot cuppa in my hand. Well, that's excellent. Then we'll go ahead and we'll kick things off. You got a little mm. something at home that you want to you wanna sip on, you want to drink? We're going to go right. with the old countdown and start things off with the simultaneous in mm. three, two, one, a sip. Mm. The best part of waking up. Returners in your in cup. In your cup. Hell yes. But yeah, dude. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot, a lot to talk about here. Of course, um, you're coming back from Bahamut Brawl, where mm-hmm. you know, first of all, before we dive into that, we're gonna let you obviously, we're gonna let you go into that in, in mind-numbing detail. But I want to give you a huge congratulations on a second place finish, man. Oh, I, thank you. I genuinely thought it was yours to take. Hey, you I'll know, talk more about that when we get to it. Why I thought that. That's all right, man. Look, it um you know, it was a good weekend of cards. I was feeling good. If there was a single person in the room who was going to take the event for me, it was going to be Brian G because he mm-hmm. was uh he was my boogeyman all weekend. He was really the only guy that I had any trouble dealing with uh game-wise. Mm-hmm. So, uh of course, no trouble dealing with him as a person. He's an excellent human being. Um, but I've yeah, heard man, great it was... things. I don't think I've ever met him, but I've heard fantastic things. <sighs> yeah, dude, he was uh, you know, the old the uh, like Nick Schnell and the MV crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, he was he was a killer. He is a killer still. Um, yeah, always a pleasure. He comes to play uh, in the Returners online sometimes. Um, but I knew I was going out there to the Windy City to their turf, and they didn't let me just walk in there and stomp around and, and walk out a champion. Did they? They made sure to keep you know. Strap the at home, huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, nice. But yeah, man, thank you very much. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that uh, I don't know when the last time was I got to like play in front of everybody, kind of, you know, instead mm-hmm. of like commentate or something. So just a reminder, I still got it. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, obviously, you know, we'll dive more into that. We'll dive into you know, we got a lot of spoilers here, stuff from the uh, the little build your own starter deck uh, yeah, for Final Fantasy out. Ten. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now I know there are it, delays, like yeah. you were saying. So the cards are legal, but I don't know who's got them. Uh, other countries. Well, there you go. 
There you go. We're we're the only ones. L O L N A. Is that still a thing? Is that still a thing? Yeah, John? I mean, look, do we still do that. The, we, we don't, do but that. they do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully Octagon update soon, and then it might as well be out for a lot of people, right? No, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know, and we'll dive into Octagon and everything here in a minute. But uh, you know, John, you know, it's been it's been kind of silence recently, and not because we've just because we've just neglected to do anything, you know, up until recently, there really hasn't been much to talk about. And I didn't want to be online just talking about nothing and bitching about stuff, which we, we, we were hearing people do, you mm. know, and I get, it. I love, I love passion. I love that you love the things that you love, but you know, we don't need to hear that kind of stuff right now. Right. And we all know at this point, it's like, you know what? Stuff's coming. We're fine. We'll chill. Um, not to mention, uh, my wife and I caught COVID, um, mm. which was wild. Cause yeah, uh, I'm I'm very much okay, but it was so weird. So I'm vaccinated. My wife is not. So this would have been a very interesting case study. And and I got it. So, I, at least I feel like I got it worse than she did. Mm-hmm. Um. Now you know I, I I say that, but I also put a gigantic asterisk next to it because I think I feel like historically, no matter what kind of sickness you have, most women will tell you that men turn into baby back bitches when they get sick. I'm no exception. I I turn into a just bitch when I'm sick. So <laughs> may- yeah. Right. So maybe so maybe was the same, but because I just turn into a baby back bitch when I'm sick, that it felt worse. Bro, but I mean, um, you know, I didn't have you know, let's not even start with like you guys are such wildly different individual human beings. And right. I'm sure every time you've ever gotten sick, you have both gotten sick in different ways. Absolutely, so like, every time. Like, you know, every a time. sample size of two does not a statistically relevant sample size make. I get that it's mm-hmm. it's a little weird, but, you know, the mm-hmm. case study probably have a lot more people than the two of you guys. In sure. It. <laughs> it was it was just so funny that yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's of course, you know, part. I was sick as a dog, had mm-hmm. the, had, you know, had a fever. I actually, like, Grew up once, but there was nothing there. There was nothing there because nothing I was. There. I just had. I had nothing. I had nothing to eat. Um, I stayed in bed a lot. I actually ended up having to work for a lot of that. Thank goodness. Hey I man, I'll from tell home. you what, dude. Uh, you know, but at the end of all that, you didn't have to go to the hospital, man. And uh, not at all. Uh, remember, that's not where our, that's where a lot of people kind of landed. So that's where you know that kind of stuff helped you out, even if it didn't seem like it did. And yeah. we were both very fortunate that, yeah. you know, we, we were fine. I mean, granted, I yeah. just recently got my taste and smell back. So. Yeah, and that's wild, too, huh? How about that? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not trying to fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucked. That I need definitely, to eat my garlic I, that was the bites, worst dude. Part. I need to be happy. Dude, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I haven't come down to locals or anything. It's like, well, I don't want to go get garlic bites if I can't Chris, fucking taste garlic bites. Quick, quick sidebar. The garlic bites huh? last night, dude, we didn't know what they were doing, but they were like, they, like, some of them were like crimped. Like, they, they were like, they were like flatter and pressed. Dude, and Aww. Hunter and I were just like, Hunter's like, we need to get them to make this every time. Like, <laughs> squeeze all the air out of them, dude. I want, I want them crispy. <laughs> I want them crispy just... and small. Dude, yeah. You need to like save one, put it in like a petri dish or like a vial, and be like, "Can you give me these every time?" We bring it back next time in like a little bag. Mm-hmm. We're like, "I need this. I yes. need to prepare this way. I recrisped this in the air fryer this morning, so you would understand the crispness that I desire." Yeah, dude. I don't know. They they uh they're making it better. 
somehow they're making them better and better. They're waiting for you to come back. Dude, I, they, 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 they're preparing for my return, and I, I respect that. And I'll be down sooner rather than later the uh, to jam some locals. The return of the returner, it'll mm-hmm. be great. Um, But yeah, so I mean that that's also kind of why. Now, John, mm-hmm. John, I heard some people were like, well, oh, Chris is on Shonen and Suds doing a <laughs> podcast with Cody. And they're right. They were also listening. They'll know for about three weeks straight. All I did was grunt and drink Gatorade on that podcast. <laughs> so, so it wasn't. It wasn't really much. I was just there. Now, to be fair, I could have done that with you. But what's the fun in that? Look, dude. Here's the thing: is um, I get it because I want to. Uh, you know, I, I want to listen I to content every week. Want, yeah, yeah. I love that they want us to make content. I get it, dude. I'm just, I'm just goofing. I'm just, I'm just yeah. poking fun at folk. It's, I do. It's like, hey, I know Chris hasn't been feeling well, and he's been out of it. And it's like, you know, we, uh, we were literally like, you were all back in, and we were like seeing each other so often, and then you got sick, <laughs> and then we just didn't see each other for like two months. And it's like, dude, you find something else to do when you you can't do the the other thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um. They're like, oh man, why isn't he blah blah? I'm like, look, man, he's sick in bed watching anime. He's not sick in bed playing Final Fantasy trading card game, keeping up on, on that exactly. stuff. So, so I get it. Um, but you know, they're right. Also, we're overdue. You know, we are the, the most infrequent weekly, <laughs> cast. That's but still, right, the enter the uh, the intro still says like weekly source. I think. <laughs> so hey, you know, well, but, but you listen, know, you could okay. listen to this every week. It just might not be new information. Exactly, and also to be fair, you know we're we're, we're all victims of the uh, of the COVID machine. We would definitely oh, we were still weekly. be doing. Oh weekly. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. We're weekly plus, though. Yeah. Technically, technically, we are still weekly. You're doing the uh, you're doing the octagon. That's thing, true. So we are techni- a weekly source. Yeah, yeah. And technically correct is the best kind of correct. It's my favorite kind of correct. Yeah, absolutely. It's, the, it's technically the best kind of correct. If yeah. You really, uh, if you really get down to the you know the nuts and bolts of it, John, but. You know, speaking of nuts and bolts, there's really only one place you can go to get those nuts and bolts. I'm not talking about your local Home Depot. We got nuts. We got bolts. We've got the scoop, the skinny, the tea, the dirt. John, there's only one place you can find it, and you know where that is. I don't even have to tell you, but you're going to tell us. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place for the hardware, <laughs> folk. Or is it oh, 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 O'Reilly's? parts Ow! <laughs> it could just be the news <laughs> <laughs> That's, it could be it could potentially potential uh, news right so first up as always john Take us to the podium. Take us to the conference room. You know, we got we got the press behind us. They need to know the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Let me just get my documents, of course, as always. Um, <clears throat> the Octagon State of the Union, Chris. It is good. You know, it's been a couple months since we've checked in, so there's some stuff to talk about. Um, yes. We are getting close enough that I have to start considering what we're going to do for 150. Is that wild? Holy shit. I know, man. Um, we just wrapped up number 140, I want to mm-hmm. say, this last week. I'm running out of DLC in Final Fantasy VI to name 
uh, tournaments after, which was my uh, my my bandage for running out of Final Fantasy VI to name tournaments after. Um, I think I might just take a chapter out of the out of what a couple people have said, where like the the week that the Final Fantasy VI stuff is over, literally the very first uh, tournament in the next week is just called bombing mission and we just start seven names yeah. um and you know what 150 sounds like a nice number we might just wrap you know oh man they're already called seasons what do you call like a season of seasons an arc yeah our arc yeah there you go dude we might just wrap yeah. up the first arc of the rva returners online uh yeah. locals so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be cool man i'm trying to come up with some some fun stuff for it um, no, I'll definitely be there for that one. Well, thank you, dude. Otherwise, things have been going great. We got um, a little injection from Bill out mm-hmm. there in Good Game Chicago. Awesome guy, Thanks. an awesome store, by the way. Um, he was one of the guys who jumped into the support when we first started the community cut planning, the World of Ruins stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He was like one of the stores that was on board, like, hey, I'll help with this. This is awesome. It's awesome. So, yeah, he um, he gave us a bunch of promos. So now the prize wall, we've got a little premium prize wall promo uh, section there where you can choose from any of those. Last week, to celebrate the 6 remaster, we gave out a copy of the Final Fantasy 6 remaster on Steam. Um, oh, yeah. And it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, it's uh, as it always is. One thing that I've been noticing a lot in the past few months, pretty much a 2022 thing, a lot of new players, like genuinely new, uh, wandering into the Facebook groups looking for answers. You know, um, awesome. And we've had you know some fresh blood, some people brand new to the trading card game, brand new to the octagon stuff, playing online or watching, and that's been awesome too. So yeah, man, it's um, you know, it just it just keeps on going on the way it does, and and it's always been just doing good. You know how it is. Absolutely, man. That's that's always great to hear. Um. Oh, yeah, dude, I can't wait for 150. How many weeks is that from now? Ten. Ten, okay, so we're, we're, we are steadily approaching. So I guess by then we should be in uh, in um, Opus 16 yes, or sir. Crystal Dominion meta. Yeah, Opus 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll... Yeah, 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 Opus 16, that's what it's called. Yeah, we'll have, um, we'll have Opus 16 stuff out by then. April is when the delayed date is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I think it was supposed to be March, so... We hopefully will have all the cards online, whether or not we have them in hand, and then we can yeah. do. Um, I would really like the 150 to be like a big Opus 16 launch type tournament thing. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah. idea. Um, but here that's it for, for, it. Our, for us on the State of the Union, I did have uh, some plans to do huh? slightly larger events, like not quite big tournament, 50 plus people style, but like mm-hmm. uh, have stuff on maybe a Friday night and have mm-hmm. like a pre-release kit that I give out. Uh, Chris, let me tell you, I ordered six pre-release kits from a little store that you might remember in Richmond, Virginia, called Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah! So they actually had... Heard of that place. Dude, they had pre-release kits for this set. Did you know that? I don't know. (laughs) No. I thought they weren't carrying Final Fantasy product anymore. Um... But the they... Final Fantasy trading card game sadly has become kind of a ghost town in Richmond. Well, it's I'll tell a, you, it's a, it's, a, it's a tale of yesteryear. But I'll tell, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe get your finger on the pulse there again because somebody ordered pre-release kits to that store after I thought they'd stopped ordering product, and then they got to a point where like, hey, well, we've got to sell the rest of these online, and it sure wasn't the whole case that they had available. You know, I, I got five of them, so at least seven of them went somewhere. 
Um, but yeah, I thought, oh, let me support this store. Uh, like at the very least, let them sell out of their Final Fantasy stuff. So I bought them, and guess what? Well, USPS has still not delivered them to me. They are fucking God knows where, dude. They they were like out for delivery, and then my tracking got updated that they were in like Utah. And yeah, okay, dude. great. So now I, I don't know where they are, but I still don't have them. Um, so... I don't, and I don't want to talk shit, man. But like, I understand that like the mail has slowed to a crawl, and. Maybe they're hard up for people, but I have had more packages lost in probably the last eight months than I have in my entire life. And it's so frustrating because there's zero accountability. It's just, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's about as far as you can go. Then it sucks. It really, really sucks. Like, they sent it. It's definitely not the store's fault. I'm not like, it's like yeah, on USPS. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, zero it's like, accountability on the first Yeah, office, what the fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, wait yeah. and hope. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, all you so can do is hope. If those come in, yeah, we'll be having those mm-hmm. events. I'm not really inclined to, uh, to you know, spend that much again on prizes that might not show up. So we'll see. Um, maybe I'm retooling that thought for the next, the next batch, but um yeah for now please look forward to the big 150 event oh my god I, these hiccups came out of nowhere i'm so sorry um look forward to the it's big okay. 150 event and um, robot coffee man. that's right yeah and we're here every wednesday doing the thing uh come win some cool promos absolutely and of course you know with 150 over the horizon and opus 16 crystal dominion over the horizon john we are we are hot and heavy into spoiler season that's right um part of the week not just begun. for the absolutely a card of the week we're what two or three card of the weekend cards of the weekend i think we're three in Mm -hmm. yeah and we've had some streams that showcase some of the new starter deck uh Mm -hmm. stuff from the 10 build a starter deck thing um but we've got a lot to cover here now um i don't have them necessarily in order i don't know if you do but i figure we could go over you know what site i'm looking at Oh, where are you at? Are you on uh you know, I'm on our German are you, are you on .org? <laughs> yeah, our German friends. I am also dude. on .org. I've got so it pulled I'm up. okay with going in order of element, not necessarily release order. So and we have because it looks like they have it set up here. They have Opus 16, then they have the starter deck stuff at the bottom. So I'm okay with doing it in that order if you yeah, want. Yeah, so let's talk Opus 16 spoilers first. The starter deck yeah. stuff um is actually legal as of recording this cast, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. So mm-hmm. those cards are you should be seeing them popping up soon. Uh, mm-hmm. whether or not locally they'll be here soon, ideally online within a week, uh, we will be playing yeah. with these cards. So, so that's stuff we could talk a little bit after, but for 16 spoilers, let's, uh, let's go ahead and we can start with fire, Chris. I know oh, this yeah. is, uh, this is already one we've got plenty to talk about. Absolutely. Let's here. talk about our boy. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a Vaughn that's in fire. It's a two CP backup Vaughn, uh, mm-hmm. job sky pirate. A lot of people um, didn't his... realize this was a backup. Because like the, the first uh, time I saw it, I didn't either. They only showed the full art and like the part where the power would be is cut off yep. in this picture, so it's like kind of funny. But yeah, he's a uh, he is a backup. Yep. And uh, when Vaughn enters the field, choose one forward opponent controls, deal it three thousand damage. If you have cast three or more cards this turn, deal it eight thousand damage instead. And he has an S. Uh, was it Red Spiral? Mm-hmm. Uh, for S and tap, choose a forward, deal it seven thousand damage okay as a backup would have loved it as a forward yeah um it's cool because um he can tap for wind or water cp with phylos yes is neat that's just that's uh that's it that's my cool thing about him i mean i don't think do we need to say you know 
we don't need more Vons. Uh, at least they did the right thing where he's so different that he's yeah. good in different ways, right? He's a Sky Pirate backup that has cool implications. Um, Vaughn backup that's new and that has cool implications. Fire Sky Pirate is new and has cool implications. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, I think in a in a win fire list, you could run now a Sky Pirate backup line to give you access to water if you really wanted to do some real tricky, like splashy things. Yeah, I mean, I think you, um, I think you're already were fine if you wanted to do that, right? Because you have access to three mm-hmm. backups. So, well, sorry, you get the Pinello backup that searches out uh, Philo, and then Philo and Fran both tap for both colors. So it's like you already have two duels. Uh, this is mm-hmm. cool because it's also he becomes a try, yeah, right. Because the way that Philo's word is, she says that your sky pirate backups cannot tap for wind or water, so he becomes a try element backup, which is uh unique and pretty neat. I, th- I think that's the best thing he's got going for him. I think if he was a forward, I'd love him a little bit more. But I, I like, I like, yeah, the enters a little things weak. you can do with it, right? Like the yeah. enters two K under Ace, and Ace comes with the kicker option where like you can just mm. pay more to get the better thing. You don't have to like the backup mm. has to be the third thing I've cast this turn, and my opponent has to have a forward I want to remove. Like how the fuck does that yeah. work with a backup kind of thing? You oh. know what I mean? Like that's not really when I'm trying to play my backups. Um, and that 3k on entry is going to kill almost nothing ever. <laughs> so, so yeah, you do have to really lean into the fact that he's like uh, this tri-element backup. Because I think that the damage is going to be more niche than it is a reason to include him. Unlike Ace. And it's funny considering how close they seem. Uh, the S-ability, yeah. again, it's like you don't play him for the S-ability. The S-ability is like, oh, here, you know, it's not so bad that you have three of these in your deck. Like, But yeah, exactly. I, uh, I don't think that he's bad i think a lot of people immediately dismiss him because they're like oh we don't need another bond he's very different he does different things and just the the fact that he can be a three element Mm -hmm. backup for two cp is worth just worth exploring alone um and also it's probably the best von artwork i've seen in this set oh it's gorgeous very gorgeous yeah very cool i'm I'm actually really glad that that artwork didn't end up on that von that nobody will ever play from last set yes absolutely absolutely I wish. It, I mean, I w- now that I see this art, I wish it was the one from Opus fourteen, the uh, the Wind Water one. Oh, uh, I mean, the uh, Wind Water was pretty be... good too, but yeah, this one yeah. I like a little better. Yeah, I agree. But uh, you know, from one backup to one that, well, you know, we definitely have a lot to bitch about. It's a new Cloud backup. Um, he's a three CP uh, category seven job merc. Backup, I have such a problem with this fucking back. This, uh, this I do, job. I do too. This job. Like this job drives me nuts. It's not even the word mercenary, bro. What the fuck is merc? We're, we're just we're just making shit up, man. What is we're, merc? Just, we're just using abbreviations now. It's so stupid. Uh, so when Cloud enters the field, select one of the three following actions. Choose a forward, deal it 5,000 damage. Choose a Category 7 forward in your break zone, add it to your hand. Or choose one forward without multi-unit you control. Search for one forward with the same name and add it to your hand. You're not playing this, Cloud. Yeah, You're really um... Not. I don't get it. If you're playing a seven deck and you're playing red, you're not playing this cloud backup. If you're playing any just generic red deck, you don't want to pay one extra for a 5k ETB backup. And if you're, uh, you know, looking for the third mode, like, uh, I mean, nobody ever yeah, played botanist, like, right? Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, like why am I searching for why 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 am I searching for another forward that I already control? The only you're gonna the go search only, an S, but there's not even that many good right. S's in in 
only I deck I can argue this card in is if you're playing that bullshit Bahamut forward nonsense. <laughs> you hey, got he that a, guy out. You're searching for another one. This because uh, right. he's ten. Yeah. So, so I I could see I could argue that. Now he's an S searcher, right? I, I guess if searching your S ability ever became that good, mm -hmm. then this would see play. But uh, the best S ability in fire that I can think of right now is coming off Braska, and Braska didn't give a shit what you used to pay for his S abilities, so it's like exactly you know certainly not another copy of Braska. You'd ideally be pitching summons because you want as many Braskas as you can. I don't know. It's yeah. Ugh. We'll see. Maybe I'll eat not, my not, words not on this one on pretty soon. Yeah, uh, but I think again, that's I'm his, okay to do that. His utility here to me is best as a. Um, First and foremost, you play them in a deck where you really want to get the S's online. And then, like, the the other stuff is like, oh, it's nice that he has other modes, so I'm not always screwed. Yeah, and that's exactly. what I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got, too. Uh, next one is our, our first Fire Legend, and uh, the first Legend we're going to talk about. It's a new Luso. He's a uh, 6 CP Fire Forward, job FFTA2, Clan Gully member, uh, 5K power. Um... At the beginning of the attack phase during each of your turns, if you have received five points of damage or less, shuffle your deck, then reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a fire character, you may slam that bad boy onto the field. Oh, that's what the card says. Slam that mm -hmm. bad boy onto yeah, the field. That's it's just weird new that game they, terminology. They opted you know? for that language. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, damage six at the beginning of your attack phase during each of your turns, you may search for one fire character and play it onto the field. So... What a neat card. Yeah, dude, uh, I will say this. Um, damage six abilities. I, I like. Can you tell me the number of times you've seen Arnea, like, haste the board? Or uh, I know that oh. you haven't played as much recently, but can anybody tell me a time that they could ever remember watching Tifa from the last set come down and play a Final Fantasy VII character for free oh. from hand? Damage six just uh, is, like... It's always got to be gravy, dude. It's like it's not, it's not what you're playing the card for. It's so extra, you have to be okay with it literally never happening. So if that never happens, right? Luso's a six CP five K. That at the beginning of the attack phase, he tries to play a, a free guy, right? Um, I think it's important. It's worded that you'll never get to play two guys. It's worded so that you know, uh, once you hit a certain threshold, you search for the guy instead of it being random. Uh, I think the random quality is fine enough. I think that this card is... Um, he kind of has Tenzin energy, where, like, uh -huh. like on turn one, you just pay six and play Luso and, and cross uh -huh. your fingers. The difference between him and Tenzin is there's a lot more fingers crossing and, like, yeah, praying. Yeah, there's some toe crossing yeah, happening here, Yeah, too. and then, like, when they do bop him, you get no return on investment. But... Yeah what he can do if he stays in play is nuttier than Tenzin. Uh, potentially has a much higher ceiling. He, this could be a really cool card. It'll be interesting to see. I think that yeah. it's important that Fire doesn't have any ways to protect him um, and that everything that he reveals has to be a Fire character. So if you wanted to go into like Wind or something to get things that protect this guy from removal, uh, you're hurting your chances on the other ability. So there's a nice balance there. Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting. I'm surprised. He's a very high rolly card. He is a high roller, one eight hundred yeah. gambler card. Well, man. that's what I was just about to say, Chris. Is I'm surprised something that's this high rolly isn't like a hero, and that this is a legend yeah. for this set. But yeah, hey, 
I, I like I love the art. I think it's neat. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't. I want. I would love to see somebody break this guy off. But I mean, I feel like they had to make him five k. They had to make him squishy, or he would just be out of control. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So that's fine. I think the card's neat. Uh, moving on to ice. It's our sole ice card that's been spoiled, and I like this card. It's a uh, this it's a two uh, CP two uh, CP monster category five, which is super relevant. Uh, by Blos. Biblios, <laughs> donde <laughs> esta la biblioteca? So, yeah, Biblos, 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 I don't know. Uh, Biblos, uh, he's old uh, Bibby Babis. Oh, 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 bibbidi bibbidi. Um, so he's a two CP uh, monster, job evil spirit. Uh, when your opponent discards one or more cards from their hand due to your summons or abilities, choose one for it. Opponent controls, dull, and freeze it. Uh, at damage three z- for zero uh, until the end of turn. Biblios becomes a um, forward with 7,000 power, and when uh, Biblos, <laughs> Biblioteca attacks, <laughs> your opponent discards one card from their hand, and you can only use this ability once per turn. Now this, this is a cycle of monsters. I can get my, uh, I can get my, uh, you know, they, that gets my <laughs> yeah, vote dude. of confidence. I think these, dude, this is a good card. Like, finally, dude. It feels like the monsters are like, oh, hold on, under undertune that. Like, turn that down. Whoa, 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 slow down on that. But this guy... Like, it finally That's feels good. like the counterbalance to the fact that we just kind of print, oh, and kills a monster on every mm-hmm. modal thing just for fun, right? Like, this guy, uh, I, I feel like monster hate got elevated to a certain point where, like, the monsters didn't match, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, all right, slow down, don't worry, I'm only playing, like, Ochu. Like, it's okay, <laughs> exactly. you know? So, Biblos, uh, he's he's got, like, all the right words in all the right places, right? So, the fact that it's mm-hmm. not dull or freeze, which has been a huge yeah. issue with monster freeze effects, and the fact mm-hmm. that at damage three, you still get to choose when to turn him into a forward, huge, mm-hmm. huge. That's so good. Um, the fact that he enables his own thing, that's great because, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very easily a world where, like, he has effect one and effect two is just, like, he becomes a forward and dulls a guy or whatever right and then at the end of the day chris he's over curve um yeah checks all the boxes just in a relevant category just yes evil spirit and he's uh and he's searchable from a card like sildra Mm -hmm. so ice water i think you know you're leaning on some of that stuff like i mean grant i don't know if you'd play sildra just for that but if we get more you know category five stuff in these uh in these colors like i i mean there already is a bunch in those colors I mean, yeah. at, least, at least in water anyway so this guy i like it i like the card great, a lot. great like just two drop monster synergies too yes yeah oh gal man gal bringing mm-hmm. this some bitch back you know, Again, we're talking ice water play, Again, dude man. yeah uh, my, consider my tank tickled on this guy. Well, like, you play Realm, and you get this guy in Flan, and then you're just like, all right, Flan. You're like, don't freeze that. Don't freeze that guy. Yeah, I mean, and exactly. you get the card out of their hand. And also, um, it's on, like, whenever. It's whenever they discard a card. You don't have to make him the forward to do that. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. This is really good. I am very excited about this. If all of the other monsters were a little worse... And this was the mm-hmm. best in the cycle. I'd still be okay with it because Ice deserves something like this. Yeah, yeah, Ice hasn't gotten much of anything. I mean, the the Terra legend from last set, I think, is you know worth talking about. But um, yeah, Terra and yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, Ice needs something, and that's that's a nice, just nice hero to add to the to the to the yeah. mix. I'm big fan. Big I'm fan hoping there. this is a like this feels a little pushed. I'm hoping it's pushed on purpose, and that yes. uh, and that we're addressing the Ice problem. 
Also and, crazy that this guy's over curved the way he is, uh, and is yeah. an ice a problem or sorry, a element that has an issue with the power curve for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. But we'll see. Um next up we got our another legend. He this was our this one I believe was our first card of the week. It is a new Cecil, a new wind Cecil, no less. He's a five CP eight K uh job paladin. Uh, when Cecil enters the field, you may play one character of cost four or less from your hand onto the field. When it enters the field, if it's a Category 4 character, choose up to two backups and activate them. So basically making this guy a cheaper. Possibly, you know, we're really just saying he, what, costs three at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, math checks out, right? Uh, when one or more characters you control are chosen by your opponent's summon or abilities, if your opponent doesn't pay, I can't really read, is that three two. or two? Two cancel their effects. This card is uh, cracked, that's bro. Fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Card that card is, is nuts. nuts. Why the fuck does this card have both of those effects? This card is cranked to a level. I'll tell you this why it has so both effects, good. dude. Because it's green. Yes, that's why. Yeah, I mean, look here, like, woo! All right, so where's the uh, the catch? He's one k under curve. Okay. Uh, well, he vomits a four CP into play. So, so let's talk about um. A lot of free well, play a character. stuff. He brings a yeah, character yes, yes. into play. So we had a huge. whole chat about free play. It might have been the last or two episodes ago. I know that's yeah. a while ago at this point, so forgive me. But um, we talked about how a lot of the things, like, like it's important what number you use, right? Like, it's almost always three is the highest, right? Mm-hmm. It goes. Uh, or if it's four, it's really limited. So Al Cid can mm-hmm. cheat in a four, but it has to be these colors, right? Dude, what the hell is it? Like... Like, we don't need this, dude. We don't need this, man. Yeah. Why? And there's no element Why? restriction. One you just get an for extra a... perk. And, and then, and then I would, when I read that at first, I was like, okay. It's, then it says when it enters the field. So there's going to be like, uh, if you don't do this, it doesn't stick around. Or like, if you, you know, well, it, there's like this chance for them to do something else. And it's just like, hey, no, no, no. You know what? Also, if there's like any synergy at all with Cecil, you know, just, I don't know, also activate two backups. <laughs> like, yeah. why? And there's so many great category four oh, cards in across multiple elements. Dude, you listen, don't mind even just the playing. wind rosa. Even just the wind rosa. Like, yeah. okay, you've targeted rosa or right. So now mm-hmm. um okay, uh would you like to pay two? Yes. Okay, I'll pay one for Rosa and she can't be targeted. Like also Edge, who just came out, who oh. it's like, would you like to pay two? Yes. Okay. Well, now Edge will take the ability, and now it's on him. Mm-hmm. And I negated it. It's like, and God, by damn, the dude. way, he also protects himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, we just talked about how like Biblos, Biblo, but whatever. The the library yeah. is so like, uh, the words are perfectly vague in all the right spots for something that we need. Right. Uh, these words are vague in all the wrong spots. We don't need it to be this vague, please. <laughs> please oh my God! Yeah, please this card is nuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? They uh, they took the little dial and they put him down to eight K, so that Amaterasu would like get you know a push notification every time that Cecil yes. is deployed to the field. But other Absolutely. than you know that that's pretty much the uh, the counterplay angle here, right? But I think that's, that's like um, it. <laughs> I think we'll we'll have to see because you know there's a lot of other stuff in the set going on, and you can't like evaluate an entire meta from looking at one card. But I think that while Ama does exist to counter some of these types of things, uh, people are getting just a little 
and this isn't to say we don't need Ama. Ama's important, should be in the game. But I think that we the pendulum always swings back the other way, right? So I think we're at a point right now where people are kind of getting like, like maybe we don't want Amaterasu to just be half the meta to stop the other half being this. Like maybe people mm -hmm. want things to chill out a little bit. Um, I don't know, we'll see. But I think this is part's good. There's no denying that. Yeah, this card is uh is turned. That's for sure. Yes. Turned up for what? And yeah. uh, so next up, now we're going into Earth cards. Uh, we kind of have, a, you know, two sides of the spectrum here. Uh, we'll start with uh, Her uh, Heretical Knight Garland. He's a 4 CP 8K job knight, uh, which is always relevant. What a great looking uh, card. He has Brave. Dude. Yeah, it's a beautiful card. Um, he has Brave. Uh, when Heretical Knight Garland enters the field, choose one forward other than Heretical Knight Garland you control. As long as Heretical... Uh, Heretical Knight Garland is <laughs> heretical on the Night field. Garland, heretical Knight Garland. Yeah. Heretical Knight Garland. Right, boy. Yo, old I, HKG, I dude. When, HKG. That's right. Hey, when HKG enters as the H field. <laughs> that's right. As long as HKG is on the field, uh, that forward you chose uh, gains 4K and Brave, which is really cool. And then for two Earth and two Colorless, uh, dull H HKG. Harry G, and, dude. Uh, old Harry G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dull Harry G, and then Harry G gains... Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Harry G gains. Harry G cannot be broken until the end of this turn. This card is a heretical night garland. 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 Sound like I'm summoning the fucking Candyman. Yeah, dude. Literally, Beetlejuice appears. Right. It's showtime. Yeah, this card is a fucking nightmare to read. One, two, I would not play this card just because I didn't. I wouldn't want to read it. It says seven times on the card. Heretical night garland. I, I think they that chose at one the point they were like to give this ability to. They were like, "Hey, how many more times can we put it on the card?" And they had like a little like a bet going on at like the a office. Pool going. Yeah, and it was like it was like five was like where most of the money was. One guy's like, "No, no, no I can get it up to 70. <laughs> Watch this. Hold my beer. Yeah, they had like a competition in the office to see who could. I don't know, man. Yeah. This oh. is a neat card. Uh, it's I mean it's an earth. It's a just a generic doofy earth card, right? Like. Mm -hmm whatever you'll strip all the abilities waiting he's looking a lot like guy right he's just like a 4 cp ak brave okay yeah right and then he's got the relevant... make somebody bigger knight is relevant but this element isn't for knights anymore yeah. really um mm -hmm. speaking as somebody who loves Della, to trust me dude it's just like you know you're you're far past Sigwarda's pelinor and brandalis days you know there's not really yep. any other knight support in color um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you know he gets to like he's brave he makes the other guys brave i mean and, and swole i guess but it's uh only when he well when he enters the field he pairs up with somebody like that's kind of yeah. cool but um i'm always wary of like somebody else being good because of another piece that yeah. that piece is in that protection right so like this guy opens you up to they block like the guy that you pumped with him and then they blow this guy up and you get so just like schlack. technically it does have built-in protection um oh, well i mean yeah if you pay for <laughs> yeah 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 if, yeah. if you discard true, two true. cards or yeah. tap four backups i mean that's that's really really pricey for not a whole lot unless the character the cards you've paired it with really is going to benefit from that 4k and brave right like it's going to put them just over the top right but i don't know yeah i mean um it's a it, premium you're paying for maybe I, not a whole lot. It's hard because we immediately have to compare this to the last thing that gave us 4K and Brave and one ability, right? And right. Um, it gave it to the whole board for wow. free. So, mm. and he had a thousand more power and mm. had other things he could do for also free. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, so you're right that, you know, old Harry G can pay for to protect himself, but it's like, I don't know, man, where does this go? Nowhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's And we not, go not to the just, next Earth card. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I think he's going to just look really, really nice in binders. It'll be like a $10 full art, you know? No, no Opus 16 set will be complete without him. That's right. All right. Uh, uh, this next card, really, really love here. It's a, it's another legend. It's a, uh, which this card's going to immediately slide into you know an already good deck. Um, it's a two CP Aerith, uh, Earth Forward two CP five K Job Ancient. Uh, the forwards other than Aerith you control gain two thousand power. When Aerith is put from the field into the break zone. You may remove Aerith from the game. When you do so, place three re-raise counters on Aerith. At the beginning of main phase one, during each of your turns, if one or more re-raise counters are placed on Aerith, remove one of the counters from Aerith. Then, if there are no counters on Aerith, play her onto the field. This effect will only trigger if Aerith is removed from the game. This card makes me so angry, because this card mm -hmm. just makes me mad about the remake again. <laughs> like, are we not even should. being... We're not even being subtle at this point, dude. You're going to put re-raise counters on Aerith. Bro, mm -hmm. th that was a myth when I was in middle school, okay? Right. The, there, there's no re-raise, dude. Uh, uh, the, I'm going to put it exactly the way that Alex put it yesterday. Um, which and, and it's funny, because you can tell how much this triggers people, because literally, mm -hmm. even yesterday in my normal life, uh, this conversation was happening. But, um, yeah, Alex said, like, the whole thing about her was always that she walked in, like, eyes wide open, like, knowingly sacrificing herself for the greater good, like, completely aware of what she was doing. Just, like, mm -hmm. like that was that was her sacrifice. That was what had to happen, kind of thing. And now she's like, eh, <laughs> you know, what if, uh, what if it did? It's <laughs> like, uh, it, it doesn't, it's not like that happened to her, right? It's not like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. she didn't know. And then, oh, no. Well, she fucking knew. We, we should save her. She knew that's how it had to go, dude. So it's like, now it cheapens it. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, thank God we saved her. Uh, I don't know. It's... She didn't that's, need that's a, saving because she didn't a, want to be saved. That's a whole I other hate thing. that shit. It's a whole other yeah. thing, dude. But the, yeah, so, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess Eretz comes back, guys. Spoiler alert. Re-raise, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but whatever. So let's uh, actually talk about the card because I'll, I'll go on about that for fucking ever. Um, the forwards of the solid. get some power. Again, we were just kind of talking about this where um, yeah, I get a little bit worried about, like, power mm -hmm. tied to a forward uh, mm -hmm. because of combat trick stuff. But Chris, Avalanche. Right. Um, I think putting those little oppies from seven to nine is huge for a card that's really it, just it, a throw it makes away. a huge difference. Yeah, because now they're out of like Amaterasu range. Yep. Well, yeah, they're out of Ama range. And also like uh, they can come in one at a time. So it's like the party thing while the parties are really powerful and they trigger all these effects. Mm -hmm. It is actually slowing down the clock when you consider the mm -hmm. fact that there's five forwards on the other side of the board on turn two, that you're actually not taking five to the face the next turn. You're probably taking like two, maybe three of the clouds hasted. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, so I think that um, this actually is like, okay, now individually, I'm just going to push through your whole board. Um, now that being said, I don't think there's a world where you're playing avalanche, at least, the, not the way that I play the deck or that I've seen success with the deck, but there's not a world where you play Avalanche. 
and you, you're ever gonna have three turns pass after this dies to bring it back. Yeah, no uh, way. Yeah, uh, th- th- this yeah, card, yeah. the game will be over before this card gets a <laughs> yeah. chance to come back. Um, One but, way or another, the game will be over. But this is kind of cool, right? It's like this little, um, this little inevitability thing, right? It's like uh, you only have to play it once, and then it'll always be like free value that's happening your opponent has to worry about this in non-avalanche lists i think that this is just interesting um definitely efficient you know even just getting if you just played a card that like was like just sat off side on the table and like every three turns to just put a forward in a play if it wasn't there like yeah that card would be would be played so i think this is going to be a pretty cool card i think the power thing is like it's just a distraction um, and that it's something neat that it does when it comes back, but even just getting that bod uh, every few turns for zero, pretty strong. And I see, like, I can see people getting really tricksy with it in, like, uh, like pod cloud decks, um, things like that. I mean, that's where it really, I think that's where you really maximize all of the text yeah. on the card. You, like, break it yourself, and then you're planning yeah. around it coming back in to break it that turn, yeah. Exactly, but I but I think for the most part you're probably maybe slotting one or two of these into Avalanche, and you're just accruing that quick value. The, again, those those one, one CP nine Ks, pretty nice. I also love the um, the idea of like you've got a couple Aeriths ticking down, right? Yeah. Like you like you've got one in Cloud Pod, you break it, and then you like play another one that turn, and then you like break mm-hmm. it next turn. And it's like and it's you like, kind of almost like you're playing a suspend deck in magic yeah, dude, where you've got like this inevitable like, it's coming back this turn all right this next one's coming back the next turn or you know whatever yeah that's really neat i um i think it's a really cool card and people will probably underestimate just like another free body coming in and the kind of tempo swing that those turns are going to create they're going to be like little tempo spikes um but yeah I, I think it's a really neat design as well uh it just pisses me off that we spoiled the remake direction not that anybody didn't know and also that this is like that we're highlighting that we spoiled yeah. this part of the final Fantasy we're doubling plot. down on this yeah is it what just we're makes doing. me it makes me frustrated but you know whatever well that's right well <laughs> moving on to lightning um so we got our uh category seven card here in lightning we have a new zach he's a five cp uh 9k job soldier category seven uh, if you control a Category 7 character of an element other than Lightning, the cost required to cast Zack is reduced by 2. Uh, when Zack is put from the, field in the, fr- uh, from the field into the break zone, you may play one Category 7 character from your hand onto the field. If it costs 5 or more, Zack deals you 1 point of damage. Check this card. Um, I don't care if... The, I, I sometimes, want, in Lightning, if I'm doing some sort of Lightning Earth, Lightning something, I want to deal damage to myself. Yeah. I want... You know, especially if I'm playing Fire Lightning, I want EK online. I want these damage four, damage five cards online. I think this card is yeah. I am a okay. Yeah, man, it's um. I think this is pretty good. I think also he's not fighting for any spot because like all the we like came out with like a hundred Zacks a long time ago and they were all bad. Mm -hmm. And then they like sprinkled in the um, the hero that was pretty good, Mm -hmm. but like also somehow like in within two sets like everything he was doing just became too small for fire. Um. So yeah, I think that this guy is um is pretty neat. He's funny how he like doesn't work with Avalanche at all. But he's really cool in Cloud Pod decks, and he's also really, really cool in, um, yeah, in like a new kind of blend of like Lightning Earth or something. Like, we see the Aerith and Earth, we see him in Lightning. I think there's going to be like a new seven angle coming out. 
this set. I could see that. I could yeah. easily see that. And you know I love me some uh, some Earth Lightning 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say Lightning Ice, but the thing is all the seven characters in that deck are Lightning. So it's like only Rufus really triggers them. Oh, Rufus, right. uh, Kate Sith backup. That's true. Oh, yeah, it's character. That's big. You're right, actually. Uh, yeah, so never mind. Yeah, he just works fine in Turks. Yeah. I would, I would, I, I would consider him and Turks maybe. Yeah, dude, because you play this guy and then when he gets killed, you just play like Sang. <laughs> or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. go Sang into somebody else. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you don't even have like, to worry about the five cost thing, you know? Pick this guy. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, I think he's just good. Um, Good hero. This other lightning guy. I like this guy a lot. We're getting ready to talk about oh, this here. This card is Hio, very strong. Hio, he's a 1 CP 3K. Sure. He's a Brave Exvius, uh job member of the Orders. He's a 1 CP 3K, uh, but for one lightning, uh, Heo gains haste and his power becomes 7,000. And for three lightning, Heo gains, if you if Heo deals damage to your opponent, the damage becomes two instead, and Heo's power becomes 10,000. You can only use this ability if Heo's power, if, if Heo's, yeah, if Heo has 7,000 power or more, so basically you have to use the first ability to trigger this next one. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, these effects do not end at the end of the turn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this card is nuts. You play him and you tap one. Uh, I, I don't even think that it's crazy to think of, like, they have one backup and they pitch from hand to play him and then tap the one backup <laughs> into him to give him, and then he's just, boom, a 2CP haste 7K. Already good. Right then, yeah, you pay three later on, and he gains the damage becomes two instead. And he's at ten k. Yeah, the price is right on this guy. I like how you get to use him as you're building him. Um, like you're rewarded every step of the way on this card, and uh, he's yeah, just, good just at really any good. stage of the game. He's yeah. good early. He's good late because you can just <laughs> pay five for a ten k double strike case. Yeah, with yeah, haste. like. And he's searchable off a lot of things, you know. Well, a RNA can bring him back into play. Yeah, the one CP she's, implications. She's two, she's two, is she two? Is RNA she's... a two or less, or specifically two? She's specifically two, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me just take a look. Let me uh, uh check my. I want to double uh, check that. Brain. I haven't looked at her in a minute. Not the internet. Uh, two or less. It's two or less. She says two or less. She sure does. So that's fucking insane right there. Yeah, and this B, guy also fucks with pucks. Off, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, puck, uh, the, you can search him off the Diana backup that grabs one drops. Yeah, you can also search oh. him off Stiltskin, and you can search him off of the uh, FFBE tutor in Wind as well. So that's pretty cool Wind Lightning implications. This card is really, really good. It's just a really nice, aggressive purple card. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. There's zero, there is zero downside here. Um, Dude, lightning because, players out there have perked up. That's for sure. Like you literally have to like respond to the auto to kill it. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to like, you know, uh, Brynhildr it or something, you know, something to do less than seven k, you got to respond to the auto. I think this card's neat, and they can just respond and make it a ten k. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how would that work, right? You try to make it a seven K. They respond with Bryn Hilder. Can you then respond with the make it a ten K? Because it's technically not a seven K yet, right? That ability's still on the stack. No, you just respond by using the thing again and make them a seven K. Oh, make it another seven K? Oh, that's right. You can use it more than once. That's so fucking stupid. That's so stupid. This card's nuts. I love this shit. You're like, yeah, in response, I'll make him a seven (laughs) K. That's so good. So good. 
That card's great. It card doesn't sound like once great. a turn or anything like that. It so. sure does not. It sure does not. Just terrific. A solid card. Big fan. Big fan of that guy. Uh, but next up, we've got our old pal, rock, our old pal <laughs> Vivi, rocking the sorting hat over yeah, here. Yeah, this time instead of the uh, the old noggin wrap dude, he's got you know a different kind of wrap for his noggin, right? In the form of a hat. Old fucking, like, like this hat looks like it just wants Vivi to just eat the souls of the fallen. <laughs> it's so great. It's about you to put him in Gryffindor, soul. dude. That's that's all <laughs> right. I know. That's what's happening. <laughs> but uh, he's a four CP eight K black mage. He's an EX burst uh, forward. Uh, so EX Burst, when Vivi enters the field, choose one job Black Mage other than card name Vivi in your break zone and add it to your hand. Um, and he has a dull, choose one forward, deal it 4K for each job Black Mage you control. Yeah, man. I mean, Fine. so uh, obviously this raises the job Black Mage question, right? It's basically mm-hmm. every Vivi, every Palom, all of the waltzes, mm-hmm. and then Robo Akbel. That's, that's yeah. it. Uh, there's no... It's literally Robel Akbel is the only one that isn't Palum, Vivi, or Black Waltz. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, other than Vivi means uh, it's Black Waltz synergy, which is also mm-hmm. you know category synergy. But all the waltzes are old and definitely a little weak these days. Um, and mm-hmm. unfortunately for the Palum lovers out there, it's all the wrong Palums as well. Uh, I mean, there's a, the the two drop backup. I mean, I guess there's also the Black Waltz and Palm that are both in ice randomly, and this actually mm-hmm. ties together some kind of strange lightning ice black mage thing. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, we'll have to see what other black mages come out in the set. I think the highest, uh, like priority target there would be Robel. Mm-hmm. Uh, also worth mentioning that basically the only, um, the only black mages that have S abilities that he can access because that's another reason you would want to do it. Are also mm-hmm. from like Opus One and Two, um, yeah. So I'm interested to see if the other stuff comes out in this set for him. Otherwise, maybe this VV is just the first on a long path of us one day uh, referring to black mages the way we do monks, samurais, and you know stuff like that. Um, in a future where black mage tribal is good, yeah, he's an oh. EX and he's a decent body and he does the thing. Right now, looking a little yeah. bit fillery. Right now he's a he's a he's a card that's gonna look great in the binder. Yeah, uh, speaking it, of cards, he doesn't care about oh, no, he, he just doesn't care about the standard units. He'd be a totally oh. different guy. Right, he only cares about jobs. So, absolutely. And speaking of card that's also gonna look great in the binder, I know you've got some strong words about this one. We got our only water card we've seen so far. It's a four uh, CP backup uh, Ezel. Um, it's a CP backup uh, job her- hermetic 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 dude. Yeah, uh, hermetic cat. Uh, uh, Tactics advanced category. Um, so, when Ezel enters the field, you may search for one fourth of the same cost as the total cost of discarded cards to cast Ezel, and then add it to your hand. So, I'm not a fan. In FFTA, this guy, uh, there's there's a bunch of laws, right? There's a bunch of rules, mm-hmm. and this guy's job is that he's like, hey, yeah, I kind of found a way to write like these counterfeit like things so you can just create your own laws mm-hmm. and you you know i kind of break the rules right um mm-hmm. in this game he also does something similar he breaks the rules on a good search backup uh <laughs> where normally they're playable and they're good cards and this makes me just scratch my head i don't understand i love the ryoma ito art so i love this card looks great this card the full art is gonna pop but um i like what he searches for a forward i would see it maybe if it was like a card uh-huh. like so you could get like summons or back or something but 
You search for four the same cost as the total cost of discarded cards to cast as like I don't know, man. I feel like it's gonna be harder for me to line this up to get the thing I want to get than it is worth playing. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe like there would have to be a list where it's just like so perfectly ends up being like, oh wow, everything's the same cost. Like, oh, I'll want to go search my deck for it. But it's like the total cost. So it's like if you pitch like a three to three, you have to go find a six. Like, it, like very quickly, it becomes difficult to play something high enough cost yeah. to search it out of your deck. Or you have to be like pitching like really low cost things. I, uh, it's so weird. It's an oddly Why? specific card. Like if yeah, it was that or less, like it should, if, if it said That's or what, less, yes, I think yes, it would be I a agree. lot better. That or less, even that or more. I don't know. I it's um, I have a hard time with this one, guys. If I'm missing something, let me know. Yeah, it is not my favorite. Not my favorite. But uh, this next card, I actually kind of like this one. This card is neat. I don't think it's you know, lighting the world on fire, but I like it. It's a it's a the dark hero. It's a two CP eight K twin uh, Twintania. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, 2 CP 8K uh, forward uh, job beast, category 5, which you know these days is always relevant. Uh, Twintania is also a monster in all situations. Of that. Uh, Twintania enters the field dull. Don't love that. But when uh, Twintania enters the field or, act, or, an active, or active Twintania becomes dull, place a Giga Flare counter on Twintania. At the beginning of main phase 1 during each of your... Returns. Remove a Giga Flare counter from Twintania. When you do, choose one Ford opponent controls and deal it 7k. Oh, there's a lot going on on this card. I think yeah. he's super neat. Yeah, so he's I in mean, that sweet spot. He's in that monster sweet spot too, costing two. Yeah, and in 8k forward. So it's like yeah. uh, even higher than the overcurve monsters, right? Yep. Uh, I guess the stipulation there is whenever it enters the field, obviously it will enter dull. But... I'm also going to assume, John, that all of the this cycle of monsters are all going to be category five that'd be sick dude i mean um yeah two, the five, the two five we've stuff seen is are pretty cool yeah uh and also just like the twintania um and the biblos both are just these horny beasts so if you just want to play like a horny beast deck good news we got twintania yeah biblioteca They're, yeah they've got it's just like a mono art with big old big old horn beasts but uh twintania yeah uh like Obviously, really cool realm implications, mm -hmm. really cool Gao implications, really cool Quaucho Queen implications. Mm -hmm. Now we're um, digging. And yeah, yeah, now we're yeah. Well, honestly, Quaucho Queen is waiting for something like this as a monster in all situations this whole time because otherwise, it's only been able to, to work off of what like Babblas and Frit and that kind of crap. Um, and this is just like I, when it enters, it gets that counter, and then every turn when you attack with it, it gets the counter or dull it for something else, but really, you know, yeah. probably attack with it. It gets that counter, and then at the beginning of main phase one, so like on the next turn, it'll do 7k to something, so it's got kind of like that delayed ping. Uh, we uh -huh. saw one other card that kind of did something like this, which was the Saban uh -huh. from last set, which is absolute uh -huh. trash, because it does it uh -huh. once and costs five. It only has 1,000 more power than this. Um, I think this is going to be interesting. I think this card's just good. Um, it'll be a little bit harder to remove than... Other things that kind of have that, like, okay, if this is around next turn, it's good for me text mm -hmm. on it. But it is also a monster in all situations, which opens it up to some more of the removal than a normal 2CP 8K would be subject to. 
Um, we'll yeah. see. I think this is going to be a really cool card, though. I think there's a lot of people excited for this. I, I, I and I am one of those people. Yeah. Um, so I think it's neat. Um, now we got the other dark card. We have the legend. It is another chaos. This guy is uh, uh, posting a printed eleven cost. Uh, he's an eleven cost eight K job chaos category one. But hold on, John. First line of text. The cost required to cast chaos is reduced by two for each element among characters' opponents' controls. Uh, when chaos enters the field, your opponent selects one forward. Other than light and dark, they control, and you gain control of it. Uh, for tap, put one character you control owned by your opponent into the break zone. Choose one forward and break it. Card's neat. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, if your opponent has uh, if your opponent has Shantoto on the board, uh -huh. this guy just immediately becomes dirt fucking cheap. Yeah, right? like zero. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes zero. Really, because it's, really uh, hype. She's all six of the normal elements, and he gets minus twelve. So yeah, uh, it, that is the situation where this card is playable. You have identified the situation in which this card is playable is if yep. they have Shatoto or like Yuri in play. Uh, otherwise, um, dude, even for minus two, even for minus four, the fact that they get to pick a guy. So like, I'm yeah. paying through the nose for them to give me their shittiest dude. Yeah, and then you can next have turn, my, I don't know. Next turn, I can like kill it to break one of their things. But like at that point, like I don't know. Like you're gonna try to play this in a situation where you don't get handed a shitty dude, and then yeah. like I'm probably gonna want to use the dude. Um, so I guess maybe you play him in like a deck where you like, oh, that is just like I do that as an emergency if they're gonna do something with him, or like, oh, I I use other things to control their guys. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Any more yeah, of my coffee? This is just one of those cards where, like, if this game had a sideboard, you would humor putting, like, one of this guy in a sideboard and knowing if your opponent's, like, on some sort of Shantoto deck and you, it would just be a gotcha kind of thing. Yeah, but... pretty hard for me to see this as, a, like, your main slot dark or light no, card. But it's a really cool card. You know, Love the cool. artwork. I, you know, you know me. Anytime I get to see a mono art in a card, you know, my, uh, my, my taint is sufficiently tickled. Yeah, dude, it's, um... It's a really, really nice looking dark card. It's a cool card. Um, but, you know, I'm here to kill Chaos. It looks like Chaos will stay in the binder waiting for us. That's right. But it's polar opposite, John. The light legend. Ooh, uh, that the will next not card, be in the binder. Uh, that, this card, just, you, and you know I love Warrior of Light. Um, yeah. it's, a two, it, it's just that. It's a 2CP, four, uh, 2CP 5K forward Warrior of Light. Name Warrior of Light. Job Warrior of Light. Category 1. Category Warrior four, of Light. The category Warrior of Light. Exactly. Uh, for each forward other than Warrior of Light you control, Warrior of Light gains 1,000 power. Um, he has another ability. Remove Warrior of Light from the game. game. All the forwards you control gain. This forward cannot be broken until the end of the turn. You can only use this ability during your opponent's turn. Um, I fucking love this card. Dude, that guy, he throws up the Aegis, and he just defends the team. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I know exactly. I mean, I already know where where I'd play this card, right? Like, I would just slap this guy. I would probably put maybe like one of him yeah. in my uh, the, my three color warrior of light. It's kind of wild that he in. doesn't have a name clash in any significant way with the warrior of light. Doesn't deck, he right? really doesn't? Like <laughs> right? the, only Isn't that thing, crazy? the only thing that he has a light clash. The only thing that hurts. Exactly. That's it. That's yeah. the only thing that you worry about because you really like the four drop wall in that list. 
but you don't ha- play you don't hate playing this guy on one because that's when you start getting like the Bart's crystal shenanigans where you kill the wool, you do the thing with uh you bring back Lena, Le- uh, Lena you mm-hmm. Lena this guy back in and then like you're just you're set up. Your opponent needs to do something at the end of your turn or on the next turn unless they shantoto you, which you're probably holding up Ami at that point just to stop that. You're in a good spot. Yeah, you're cooking with gas. Yeah. You are in really fucking good shape when you when you have those turns like that. And we all know, John, that that is very easy to do in that deck to have that yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah. And then so it's like you go into your opponent's turn and you've got, you know, Ferris, your 10k Barts, your Lena, your whatever. And like maybe somebody's pumping all your warrior lights, right? So it's like very often this you've got like a 10 a and an 11k. Yeah, this guy, yeah. regardless of his power, right? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we go on um, the turn and now, at any point, I can respond with an action ability to remove, like, the least significant dude on my board, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, now my 10k barts can't be broken until the end of the turn. Your combat phase is over. Okay, cool, now it's my turn, and I still got, you know, or I saved Ferris. Now it's my turn, I still got all my guys, I've got Ferris. And if you try to blow up Ferris on my turn... Well, oh, man, mm-hmm. I'll, I have so much more time or, like, ways to replay it or to save yeah, And myself. if I've got crystals, she's just going to come right back. Well, that's hearts. the other thing about this guy is, like, uh, is, like, you remove him from the game. That's so smart mm-hmm. because if not, dude, you just you'd break him and then you'd revive oh him, right? With God. The, <laughs> with if he did not right remove himself from the game, he would be <laughs> fucking cracked. So it's, so like, good. That's, that's what makes me think, like, maybe I play two of this. Um mm-hmm. Because I I, I'd like too. to do it more I than once. Um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, very, very cool card. I like it a lot. Big fan. Love the artwork also, by yeah. the way. And right. that's it for Opus. That is it for Opus 16 spoilers. We are. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I apologize. We have oh, one card more. Of the we have the card of the week from this week, and it is a water card. It's a, it is a new legend Titus or Titus. Call him what you want. Uh, he's a 3 CP 7K job guardian forward uh and he has an ability uh titus he, they all have got abilities uh his first line of text is titus cannot be blocked which is so fucking cool um when titus is put from the field into its owner's deck draw three cards uh, and when titus is chosen by your opponent's summons or abilities you may put him at the bottom of its owner's deck and when you do so choose a forward opponent controls and put it on the bottom of its owner's deck john i think this card is f- fucking sick and i'm going to tell you why Tell me why, Chris. So, oh, first of all, he's a great, like, early tempo play, right? Like, you mm-hmm. play a backup, you play this guy on two. So, now, anytime your opponent goes to remove him or target him uh, outside of some kind of sweeper, you're going to draw three cards, and he's going to go on the bottom of your deck just ready to be searched up again. And it does, and they can't... You know, normally, when you have a guy that, that does something like that, to prevent that early damage, what do you do? You put a body in front of him doesn't fucking matter what you put in front of him because yeah. this you have to either sweep the board target this guy or let he's me gonna draw sweep three. the leg that's what i'm saying dude <laughs> this guy is sick sweep the and board like, or sweep the leg right and so what are you going to do you're going to take the damage and if you you know if you get a burst and target him i still get to put him under the fucking deck after that resolves and draw fucking three cards you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. This card is gross. This card is fucking gross. Yeah, um, there, there's basically, like, no world where he doesn't give you some kind of great value. Yes. 
Yes. And we're not talking Walmart level of great value. We're talking <laughs> legit. We're not talking great Walmart. Value. Right. We're not talking Toastios or Cap <laughs> Colonel Crunch. We're That's talking right. fucking That's right. man. This guy is a name brand through and yes. through. All the way. Yeah. Very cool. Huge uh, fan. I, what's funny is we're about to go into this world where we have like, why can't I hold all of these playable Titus cards? Um, mm-hmm. it's going to be strange because there's like the starter that comes out with the light card and then the anniversary mm-hmm. box comes with the dual element unit and Titus like yep. water, uh, water wind or whatever thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. This guy's, I think this card is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Like, yes. And yes, there are ways around him. You blank him with Kuka Lane. You, uh, you, you, no, you, because you, isn't it if you target him with Oh, no, you're right. You fucking kid. Oh, my God, you're drawing three cards. Get out of here. Now you ain't doing shit to this guy. You're just going to you're gonna burn a fucking sweeper or a Shantoto to get rid of this guy, and you're going to look so fucking stupid when you do it. Yeah, dude. Ah, he, this card is good, dude. Yeah, dude. This card he, is so good. See, the funny God thing is he has damn, a blitz. This card is good. He has a blitz ball on the card, dude, because it's going to be just like when you're playing him in the game in blitz ball where you literally huh. just kite all five of your burner, opponent's guys burner, around the field. Burner, and then <laughs> you, burner, you aggro burner, all five guys, burner. but you can swim so fast <laughs> that you literally just swim laps around their defenders, and then you walk right up to so the goal, good. and you use your, like, super ultimate jet shot, like, inside of the dude, and he can't block it. Of course he can't block Block it. Yeah, Burr. yeah, exactly. Burr. You play this guy, that music just starts playing out of nowhere. Other world. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, the, okay. Like, dude, I want Prismelody like... Blitz off just starts playing. Dude. Dude, fucking this card's nuts. Um, and like again, I'm just trying to think of like I always like to play devil's advocate before I start going nuts on cards like this. Like, like this this guy is like Suzuhisa plus. Right, yeah. and, and like, and not just that. Subscribe today to Susie. He's a plus. <laughs> That's right. This is Susie. He's a plus. I love it. Subscribe to Susie. He's a plus and get your first month uh, discount. That's right, first your first three cards free. free. And like, so what are you gonna do? Uh, you're you're either gonna again, you're gonna burn a sweeper, or you're gonna like Halicarnassus. What are we? What are we doing? And at that point, you've already won. <laughs> you've already won. Yeah, they, Halicarnassus, you're kicking their asses. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if yeah, they got to start thinking about Halicarnassus, you're kicking their asses. Yeah. This, this card is fucking nuts. I'm a huge fan. Huge, huge fan. God damn. Yeah, much like the little kid who asks him to sign the Blitzball at the beginning of the game, I'm a huge oh. fan. Yeah. That, that that that's a hell of a segue to end on because now we can talk about these starter cards, man. These cards are good too. Like I'm so excited to see. Like we're we're probably gonna have like a, a playable ten deck that's not called YRP. Right? Yeah, dude. Um, there's gonna be like three playable ten decks coming out of this. Uh, yeah, because they're all in the same box. Yeah, it's How very about cool. Apples? Yeah, the the this starter. So um. A lot Can of we times, also say real quick, I yeah, love that the legend Titus is not tied to the category. Yeah, at all. It's just a generically good, good water card. Yeah, card that if you you know, it, it's just a good supplement. Like I love when you have a card like that, and I just want to talk about like that card design no, for a second. Like because you've got a card that's just generically good in every situation for that element. 
yet he is a good supplemental piece to get. Like, if you're new to the game and you you love Final Fantasy X, you pick up that starter deck. You can buy that starter deck and three of that Titus, and you're great. off to the races, dude. Yeah, and off guess to what? The races. You love Final Fantasy X, and you're like you're so you're also playing your favorite characters, and yes. they all work together, and it's just good. Dude, I, I can't. And then imagine... when you expand past that, that Titus is still a good card. Yeah, like I don't get any kind of feeling in my you know tummy when I play Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett on the field together, and they're just getting in there. But some people definitely do, and it's mm-hmm. cool that you can go buy the Avalanche starter deck, and you're just playing the characters, and you're like, oh, I am yeah. doing the bombing mission, and your opponent feels like they just got bombed, mm-hmm. and and that and you're that is very yeah. much you are living the theme, you're living the fantasy there, so. Um, living I, the, I'm just living the theme, man. Hey, I'm just living the theme. Hey, bro, just. I, hey. I think we found the name of the episode, John. <laughs> living the theme. Yo, bro, just back off me, all right? I'm just living the theme. All right? Living the theme, playing the team. There it is. Living the dream. Right. Dude, you know, just, just step off. I believe, that's a so- I believe that's a song from the Space <laughs> Jam soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The second Space Jam. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, dude, let's dive into these cards, man. All right, these, man. Uh, these are. These are fun. So we've got Jekt, and, and one of my favorite things about this Jekt is just his facial expression, dude. He looks like his like his wife is over there arguing about whether or not she has to wear a mask, and he's like, God damn. Like, oh, dude, like, boy, fuck it. like I don't want to – like, he's like, Jesus Christ, just, come on. Dude. I just don't want to argue with the guy. He's just making my coffee. Dude. He's going to make it all wrong now. Like, can you just yeah. leave? Just let me get back to this, please. Like, like oh, God. He's got, he's, the, God. he's got, like, a grimace on his face. It also looks, like, slightly pained. Um, but anyway, yes. so this Jekt is a uh, is a 5CP 9K, as they tend to be, but he's got a little EX in the corner, so let's go over what he does. He's a job guardian, which is going to be relevant. I'm glad that he's not Blitzballer, which is whatever yes. they did to to make sure that you don't get to play the water Jekt in your cool Final Fantasy X decks. But um, so his EX burst and enter is when he enters the field, choose one forward opponent controls, deal it 4,000 damage and 1,000 more damage for each Category 10 character you control. But you're nuking something. Put Jekt into the break zone, search for one light or dark character, and add it to your hand. So What a fun fucking card, pretty dude. Pretty cool, like dude. You're either, you're either being dad of the year or the meanest son of a bitch <laughs> on planet Earth. Yeah, so I mean, when he comes down... Um, Let's think, uh, he kind of has, like, cloud, uh, Opus 8 cloud energy, right? 5 CP, yes. EX, 9K. And when you play it, like, he's going to remove a weenie for sure. And the later the game goes, the more he'll be able to Ooh. do. Much like how cloud gets better as the damage goes up, you know, you build your backup line, and all of a sudden, Jack's coming down for 7, 8, you know. Um, and I'm it, trying to think what, what I mean, maybe there's some new fire backups in this, but I'm trying to think of what category 10, just right now, what Lulu. category 10 backup. We have Lulu, she's fire. Uh, we have, um, well, yeah, I'm trying uh, to think of the three elements. Oh, oh of all the elements of the backups? Of the, ele- of the, oh, of the yeah, elements so that are like, in the starter deck. Oh, so Brother, like water. you play Brother, you search for Jack. If you wanted to, I mean, oh. we have a lot of them across those colors. It's just, I think it's probably easier to talk about the more relevant ones. Like, there's a Braska yeah. you're not going to play. There's a Waka that pumps, there's two different Wakas you're not going to play. Yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. Una backup, maybe. Maybe you're playing Una backup. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's Shinra who searches uh oh. for gold wings like there's a lot of final fantasy mm-hmm. 10 characters they've been in starter decks since opus oh. one so it's like um it's really like i've put together a couple lists just like you know as most people have because these are on ff decks right now just like tinkering oh. and toggling of course um and it's like oh oops i tripped and fell on 30 plus final fantasy 10 yeah. characters without even trying too hard so 
I think that that ability is it, it'll often be He's nuking something. Big. Yeah, like he it can definitely hit something. Yeah, so like even getting it to five, which he counts him. Yep. So it's always five, right? So it's four thousand plus one thousand more for each ten character. He's a ten character. So he comes in for five, and five is already a great number. And you only need like two characters to make that seven, so he kills a three drop basically. Like I think that uh, it seems maybe underwhelming first glance. But it actually gets up there pretty high. And it ends up being like an EX that's probably a significant amount of damage if you're playing a 10 deck. Yeah. As for the second part, it's kind of just like, it doesn't give you any kind of card advantage really because he gets a lighter mm -hmm. dark. So you can't use it to like get CP or anything. You can only use it to get like that lighter dark card and play it. But mm -hmm. um, that's, I mean, probably going to be pretty great. Lighter dark card's usually pretty strong. And the fact that he's probably on his way out the door or did some kind of big block when you went to do that anyway... Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. is really nice because he just gets you more value on his way out. Well, and it's also great too. Like, just if we look at it like in a vacuum, if you because we we've talked about the light Titus before. Mm -hmm. You play the jet, you kill a thing, you whatever with it, you get rid of him. You play the Titus. If you've got three forwards in play, you just play the Titus for free, and then you grab another jet out mm -hmm. of your deck, mm -hmm. and you can just kind of keep looping that. You know what I mean? Yeah, really um, neat. Yeah, I think that he's he's just like maybe not the most exciting card in the starter, but definitely good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next up, we got Braska. <laughs> Speaking John, of the most exciting card Braska. in the starter, yeah, this card's so neat. Yeah, I mean, this is the what. Um, th there's been a couple people waiting for this one, right? Anybody who's waiting for Braska card that's just like a cool playable Braska, this is for you. If you're waiting for summoners to get good, this is for you. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you like S abilities and you like paying for them in cool ways, well, brother, this is for you. And if you wanted to figure out a reason to play Tri Element, Fire, Earth, Water, this is for you. Braska is a two CP summoner. I know who is it not for, Chris? And you know what's great? Like this is a guy <laughs> that would really love you playing a Sky Pirate backup line because yeah, he sure would, dude. That's yeah, a hundred percent. You have uh, already hit the nail on the head for one of the reasons I think. This is going to be a card that sees play. Um, he has a lot of support for what seems like an S ability that, that takes a lot. I think he mm -hmm. actually has like a perfect amount of support between those three colors to just pop off. So Brask is a 2 CP 5k forward. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the body almost doesn't matter. The mm -hmm. fact is you're looking at the cost of admission to what the card does and it's 2 CP. Yes. So that's great, mm -hmm. right? Summoner category 10, of course. Um, got this awesome art where Ifrit's just like chilling in the background, oh, like very, man. very cool art. Um, you may use Braska's special ability by discarding a summon instead of discarding a card named Braska as part of the cost. Fucking sick. Already awesome because fire, yeah. I mean, even fire, wind, water, but especially fire, running around with summons in hand. Okay. Like mm -hmm. remember back in the day, the Rydia where you pitched an earth summon instead, but it still was like, mm -hmm. what's the cost for her S ability? It was like pitch a summon and then it was like earth, earth, earth tap to do something right yeah. well braska's first s ability is just s chris which means whenever yeah. braska is on the field you can literally pitch any summon from your hand to choose one forward and deal at seven thousand damage that is a you, better you got rate. a summon that's not really doing anything i deal 7k to that that's thing. a better rate than any 2cp summon like it, it like you literally and you don't have to pay the two for the summon either because it's just the card from your hand so it's cheaper than a 2cp summon is Mm -hmm. And it's 7k damage. Like, I think that is enormous. That's very strong, right? Then Grand Summon, his second S ability. S, mm -hmm. Fire, Fire, 
wind, water. So you'll you can pitch a summon or a Braska, and then I have to pay fire, fire, wind, water. Choose two oh. forwards opponent controls, break them. Braska deals your opponent one point of damage. Wild. Fucking splat. Uh, he didn't need to have the Braska deals your opponent one point of damage, dude. If Grand Summon just broke two forwards, people would still play it. They yeah. would like still pull off that S ability. Um, yeah, actually nuts. And then like summoner implications, dude. Braska's final Aeon, of course, beautiful and perfect flavor here. Um, mm -hmm. If this Braska's in play, you need only one other summoner forward in play, uh, and we're getting a few. You need mm -hmm. only one other summoner forward in play to be able to pitch a BFA from hand to deal something 10,000. So you think, like, mm -hmm. like Braska's turning forwards and summons from your hand into really, really efficient targeted, yep. like, burn spells. Um, I think this card is, is really That's strong. Super, super neat. Yeah, 2 CP is also a wonderful cost fire a lot of cool implications there mm -hmm. yeah big fan big big fan of that one uh next up we got a new bahamut which you know the name is always relevant these days um he's a six cp summon um category 10 of course all these are category 10 i don't know why i need to say that uh, yeah. but before paying the cost to cast bahamut you can remove 10 fire characters and or so you can mix category 10 characters in your break zone from the game to reduce the cost of Baham cost to cast him by five yeah. choose a it's nuts choose a forward deal it 10k damage if it is put from the field into the break zone this turn remove it from the game instead fun pretty good pretty strong um you know worst case scenario is you're just pitching these for Braska's s because mm -hmm. you're like oh six is a little expensive well guess what for just this card it's 7k 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 or you're getting rid of 10 fire slash category 10 characters again let's look at cards that were recently so strong one of them got banned stern leonis um, yep. that's not really a cost. What it is, mm -hmm. is a timer. So it's like, you can't do that that early. But man, we're talking about like mid to late game, and you gotta be scared about a 1CP tanky. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, maybe not like a 3 of, but this card is, it, it's relevant, and it uh, it will be around, that's for sure. I agree, I agree, and Moody loves this card. Moody loves it! Oh yeah, dude, Moody's like, how about 0? Moody approved! Well, next up, we got a couple win cards. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. You're no, no, no I just something. laugh. Nope, just just laughing. Oh. And moody approved. That's all. Moody approved. Kid tested. Kid tested. Kid tested moody, and moody, moody approved. approved. There it is. Next up, we got a couple win cards here. We got a win Lulu. She's a three CP five K job guardian. Uh, when Lulu enters the field, choose one card named Yuna or summon in your break zone, and you can add it to your hand. Um, when you cast a summon, choose up to one forward opponent control. Its power becomes 5k until the end of the turn. Uh, this effect will trigger only during your turn. Yeah, um, so I, I don't know why Lulu... I'm just going to say this real quick. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Lulu is wind, because yeah, uh, she can cast an awful lot of elements, Chris. But mm -hmm. ain't no arrow. True. All right. It's very, very All true. Right. <laughs> she don't know the damn thing about wind. But okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, um, so 3 CP 5k, but she comes in and she gets you back a card, either unit or summon. Uh, both, mm -hmm. like, that choice is really relevant, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, even just the 3 CP 5k that got us a summon back is pretty good. It makes her good and not just the 10 deck, right? Mm -hmm. um, she's just generic enough with that extra line where she gets you like that extra ping index that are playing summons anyway, but also yeah. works really well in the Yuna and the 10 starter stuff. Um, and then it's like, 
it's almost like a Terra ability. So just like how relevant is that Terra ping where you cast a summon and you get to do the 2K, right? Mm-hmm. But Lulu's got another angle on that where she chooses the forward and its power becomes 5,000. Um, yeah. Even though that's only once a turn, dude, that's turning things like the 1 CP Ifrit into just like a kill. Yeah. Um, This is another just really well-designed, really cool starter card. Yeah, I agree. Or even if it's like one of those things where, you know, I I also like it just as a not necessarily just as a uh, as a easy piece of removal for cheap, but like just a really good combat trick. Like you get like this, you know, ten k, eight k first striker or something. You just put this little guy in front of it and block and just cast some bullshit summon. It's like I'll just make that thing five k. Power becomes five k. So yeah, that's like it's sick. It's not like you know, sorry, excuse me, not dealing damage. So it's not like oh. I cast it, I get whatever my summon effect is, and then it makes our guys trade. It's like, I get whatever my summon effect is, and I win the combat. And then my summon doesn't have to be a combat trick. It could just be a Sildra. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, anything else, yeah. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, The other win card we have here, we have a new Yuna. She's a 4 CP 7k forward job summoner. When Yuna enters the field, select one of the two following actions. If you have received five points of damage or more, select them both. Um, So choose one job guardian of cost two or less in your break zone and play it onto the field. Activate all the backups you control. And that's, I think that's pretty nutty with the card that we're going to talk about right after this one. Mm -hmm. Damage three. Um, you, um, let's see. Yeah, choose a job to break some plate onto the field, and then or is the other is the other one activate all the backups you control? That's the second. Those ability. are the two moves. Yeah, those are the yeah, two those things are the you two. can choose. Okay, between. it's, just, it's damage, put together really weird on the card. Yeah, damage um, three. She just gets that. That's not like a choice that's added yes. to the other two. It's a second ability. Yeah, damage three. You gain all the job guardian forwards you control. Gain two thousand power. What a neat card. So you can either basically make her a free body or get back two drop guardian which there we have a couple of those yeah actually that are really relevant yeah and um i think it's cool because it's just the job guardian it doesn't have to be a forward so there's some backups like there's a walk backup that exists there's a lulu backup that exists um the fact that again she can just activate all your backups as a fail safe mode where it's like oh well i'm free as my worst mode is pretty cool and then uh yeah she gets that anthem which is going to be pretty relevant i think um especially between like Titus and the guy we're talking about next. But so uh, got a two- maybe, oh, no, maybe sorry, she's, go I was going to say, maybe she's like the most boring. I, I guess I said that about Jack too. Like this unit, I think most people are just waiting for the anniversary unit to come out. Remember the one that's like yeah. also a three drop summoner 7k, but she has like yep. removed four cards of the break zone from the game to like, to like mm. shrink stuff or whatever, or even maybe the Titus and unit card. Uh, and there's also mm. existing like the, the wind Yuna legend summoner. Yep. That exists, I think um, people kind of looking at her too. But, you know, oh. hey, uh, for a starter card, she, she's not bad, as they rarely are. No, I agree. I agree. And then the, the next two cards we can kind of talk about in tandem, because they go right in hand with this, you know. We have, first, we have a two-drop 4K Orin. He's a job guardian, um, and he has a neat, you know, one of those neat effects where summons it or, and abilities of your opponent must choose Orin if possible. Yeah, the old Charlotte um, text. Exactly, and if you if you control a job summoner forward or a job guardian forward other than Orin, Orin gains when this card is put from the field into the break zone, draw a card, and then at damage three, he gains 3,000 power. So, he's he is literally living up to his job. He is truly the guardian. Yeah, dude, he's he's here, he's guarding uh, Yuna or whatever your, you know, 
your waka he's gonna cantrip for yeah you. He, he's guarding your squishy like high rolly card mm-hmm. and then when they do eventually get rid of him which they have to do yeah he replaces himself very cool he makes sure that he goes he he, he gets a guardian to replace him before he retires and he he fills exactly. his spot it's very kind of him very yeah, thoughtful. Really, really nice card. And then if you're at damage three, he's you know just a casual nine k. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're at damage three, it triggers him and Yuna. They trigger at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you play Yuna and you choose to bring Orin in from the break zone, and then you've got you know Yuna's a seven and he's a nine, and he has to be yeah. chosen. And uh, yeah, very cool. Pretty awesome. And then the other guardian we have uh, that costs two is a new Waka. He's a two CP five K, um, and you can remove three real counters from Waka to use Waka special ability without paying the cost. That's already fucking sick. Yeah. Um, because when Waka or a category ten forward enters the field, place a real counter on Waka. And, and I think his, that's cool. Um, that, like it's when he enters. Odd card's nuts too yeah um so he has a what is it um Orox the auric spirit yeah. choose one forward it loses all abilities till the end of the turn and then fucking break it so that s cost damn this walk is good dude the s cost s and water it doesn't cost tapping him or anything like that so yeah uh the the walk it comes in the turn you play walk you play waka and then you know let's say we're we're just in and this isn't even very much a magical christmas land scenario chris this yeah. is like normal this is what the deck wants you to do dude yeah business as usual you play waka then you play yuna yuna cheats in orin and well uh orox spirit that guy (laughs) yep so so yeah um the fact that it's when waka enters and it's not just when other 10 forwards enter is cool the fact that it doesn't damage three you activate or yeah if you're at damage five you just activate all your backups and then you can play more stuff and get more fucking reels and just walk. Oh, and, and Titus just, is just free. Start fucking, yeah. And then you can <laughs> just start fucking blitzballing, motherfucker, just throwing yeah. shit, dude. Like whatever the one is, or attack reels, where he just throws like a million yes. blitzballs out of him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. Walk is uh, so cool. What a fun card. Yeah, so so I think that it's really important also to note that like this Waka doesn't say remove all the real counters from him. You only have to remove mm-hmm. like three to use it. Yes. So he can just stack them and he can have extras mm-hmm. in his pocket. Um so yeah, I, I mean this is really cool. Uh, cards that like like do more to add counters, like double counters and stuff. Uh, rarely has doubling counters. Actually, never. I don't think has doubling counters actually made something twice as good. I mean, maybe no. some of the monsters. If you're gonna argue that like, oh well, you would activate two cards now, you activate four cards, you know. Mm. But this is truly like, like you're really getting a lot of value out of if you like sneak a non amigo in there. Yeah, I think this is a. And that's just like a that's fringe case, but it's a fun case. So that's why I'm making. Yeah, and then they've got to pl- they got to get through Orin to get to him. Which again, yeah. I love cards like that. Yeah, I love you it. Got it. You got yeah, fun, fun card. Um, next up we got another Riku. She's a four CP eight K. Uh, dual job. She's Al Bed and Guardian. Weird. Uh, ex burst. Um, her ex burst is when Riku attacks, choose a forward opponent controls, return it to its owner's hand. If you control a job summoner forward, put it on top of its owner's deck and draw a card instead. I get that this was a Riku before X2. Like, Albed's not a job. Uh, That's her race. So I think, you know, it should be like Guardian Gullwings or Thief Guardian. But sure, whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess we had to remind everybody that she's a different race than everyone. (laughs) Just, uh, I mean, Albed, sure, whatever. Uh, Just so that, like, Waka hates her. Exactly, just to make sure. She doesn't do a whole lot with Waka either, so I guess maybe that's that's flavor there. 
Um, there you go. But yeah, so when, when she attacks, which is also the EX burst, you choose a forward mm -hmm. opponent controls, return it to its owner's hand, and if you control a summoner forward, you put it on top of its owner's deck and draw a card instead. Um, pretty good. So Guido used to put a forward on top of the opponent's deck, but it had to be like a certain cost, right? Or he mm -hmm. cost a bunch, something like that. But um, that kind of effect can be crippling. The fact that yeah. in Final Fantasy TCG you draw two cards is what makes mm -hmm. this not insane. It, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, um, because you just get to decide, like, they don't get to see any new cards if it doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, in, like, Magic. You know, people mm -hmm. definitely have those strategies where it's like, yeah, and I'm just going to go ahead and put that on top of your deck. Now it's your turn. Oh, well, boy, look at that. What, what did you draw? Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and put that on top of your deck. Now it's your turn. And if you want to get really cute, though, John, yeah. you can use backup Chalinka to let her attack twice and then just really fuck up their well, draw. Well, actually, the there you go. Turn. I guess, yeah, if you use backup. Practically time walk You're right. If you, use, if you use Chalinka, you get to time walk them. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, um, otherwise, uh, I think it's worth noting that, as, God, I really want to like this card more, man, but it doesn't do jack when it comes into play and there's not yeah. really anything... There's nothing Doing else in the a starter deck for... that wants to haste it or, or does anything for it. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess it's cool if you're at damage three and Yuna's out, and now it's got like, you know, 10k. But again, it's still just it's pretty vanilla until you get to your next attack step. And wow. while is it pretty good when you get to the next attack step, sure. But your opponent had a lot of time to mm -hmm. like they basically got to plan what that was going to look like because they had a whole yeah. turn of warning. Like, you know, it's like the difference I, between like moms coming into your room unannounced mm -hmm. and moms coming into your room telling you I'll be in your room in like two hours. You know, it, it looks very different. But also, too, I feel like, you know, we're talking about this in, in the in the just the the vacuum of the starter deck. This is a card you would probably play in the fire water loadout because you could very likely haste her in that scenario. Yeah, you could. And then you are going into summons to haste your guys which is fair because we talked about how Braska can turn, you know, a summon that does not do damage into a 7k instead, which is pretty cool because you get kind of like a like a dual use out of something like Bolias. Um so yeah, maybe and and like yeah, if we haste her, she could be worth. But that is like how much more we're investing on top of already playing this. And it's like yeah, the Bolias gives you the card back. It's just like it it doesn't come together the way that all these other starter cards do. I think I know she, I agree. I agree you have being to go the worst of the lot. Yeah. There's a lot of extra steps to really get her to a lot of extra steps to really accrue any kind of value out of her whereas like the other cards just kind of just they're they're like puzzle pieces, right? Like they just fit together one after another. You just do this, then do that, and everything just is pretty harmonious, whereas yeah. this one's just kind of like... The, she's definitely like, you know, maybe that's the flavor, right? She's the odd man out. She's definitely the yeah. on the outside looking well, I mean, in. I guess you play her behind Orin, and, like, you know, it's going to be harder for them to stop this thing from happening. But again, at the same time, then they get to, like, spend their whole turn being like, all right, well, you know, what am I going to leave for her to interact with? Or, like, you know... Mm -hmm. Not that they always get to pick something favorable, but anytime that my opponent gets to decide how bad something's going to be for them, they're going to choose the thing that's the least bad for them. Yes. So Absolutely. it's like the weakest version of the ability is the version that I'm going to be using. So yeah. it's, um, I kind of always end up evaluating it through that lens, which maybe makes me a little less excited about it. But Hey, I mean, this art is banger. Uh, yeah. it, the one 
thing that is kind of stinky about these cards all being in the starter deck is if these were in the set, we'd be getting a full art Waka and Riku. Oh, because absolutely. Because original art, yeah. But, um, yeah, otherwise I think, you know, maybe she's she's the weakest. It's either her or the dark card. I agree, Um, which we can skip over the Titus because we've talked about him already. He's, he's been just revealed good. for a while. Yeah, he's, he's just a he's good card. He's basically free, and, uh, and when he attacks, I like him more dudes. now that I've seen the rest of the starter cards. Yeah, I agree, too, for sure. Um, so yeah. The fact that he searches uh, so the Waka. <laughs> yeah, it used to Jesus, be, yes. I, I didn't care too much, and now I'm like, woo! <laughs> Pretty nice. Pretty nice. So yeah, if you want to go and cover this uh, this poopy dark card, take us home on these he does, spoilers. He almost looks like a little pile of poop. But yeah, so this he does, is Sin. man. Uh, Sin is a 9CP dark card. Again, category 10. Forward, final Aeon, 10k power. When Sin is added to your hand from the deck due to a search effect, you may pay 3. And when you do so, choose one forward and break it. When Sin enters the field, break all the forwards other than Sin. If you have received six points of damage, break all the forwards opponent controls instead. Um, so before we get too deep into it, just the, the three bullet points to address the three things you probably thought of immediately going down the card is uh, when he enters into your hand from the deck due to a search effect, remember that the Jekt can break himself to get a dark card, so that's like one of the ways that that's probably happening. Then when Sin enters the field, break all the forwards other than Sin. Um... If you ever receive six points of damage, that bullet point is, hey, we talked about six damage, right? It's pretty tough. Uh, at least this tries to get you back in the game from six in one swing, which is different than something like uh, like the, which card were we looking at earlier with the damage six trigger, one of the spoilers, where I'm like, this probably isn't happening. Uh, yeah, 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 it was uh, Luso. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um but uh you know bullet point three is uh, a guy cause he's, he's a nine cost so like yeah he breaks all the things other than him but he still breaks your guys for nine cp oh. um so he's he's kind of in that spot where like well Vithan is right now where it's like oh. you pay nine and and yeah this whole board will kind of explode but like i'll have my 10 cost or 10k guy at the end of the turn like that's pretty good and he doesn't have anything he does like by being on the field like that's the thing Right, he he comes in, mm -hmm. and he blows everything up, which is kind of what the sin we already have does that we don't really use. Yeah. So the only plus side I see to this guy is that he turns brother into a piece of removal. Yeah, like you get this thing out That's of the it. deck, and then you pay an extra three and you kill a forward, which is pretty cool. But then like you just broke, you just broke their forward, and now you have this dark card in your hand that's supposed to break all the forwards, but you just broke probably the most problematic guy. So like, yeah. and they know you have this in your hand. So, how is the next few turns gonna not be like, you have the better board and playing this would blow up your board? Your opponent's not gonna play into it once you search it. Like exactly, I, unless you have weird. a way a to weird. get it out of your hand. Yeah, right? that's like, the and thing. again, mm -hmm. I feel like we're digging deep, and if you're having to use brother to search this guy to kill a guy, you're probably already losing this game. Yeah, dude, like you're playing brother when you're losing too. Like I don't know, you're like yeah, yeah you're I, in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. I don't see it. I just don't see the sin here. Yeah. I don't see it either. It's mm. uh, yeah. There's just no reason to. Like I feel like, I feel like the dark cards that are in the whatever dark packages in this starter deck you're just you're just going with titus man you're pl you're playing the heroes man you're just <laughs> okay the dark starters is... that's not true i guess kadaj was pretty good but i was gonna say the dark starters are always like the weirder ones like cloud of darkness yeah yeah i'm not gonna play that shit <laughs> at least onion knight has implications with other onion knights and stuff mm. 
Yeah, this one is just like you're playing Titus. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're just doing it. You're playing him. You're playing the the blue, the legend. <laughs> How water, do we push people like... into Titus? <laughs> just make this oh. sin, dude. Then they won't even they won't even have to think oh. about it. Yeah, I I absolutely I, I I can't wait to get my paws on this starter deck. I think it's neat. I'm actually I actually want to start tinkering and toggling with some kind of uh, category ten guardian dot deck where I just get to abuse Waka. I get to have my early tempo plays with the uh, the legend Titus and just build behind dude, it. Dude, it's on just... the uh, FF decks. You can start tinkering and toggling right now. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But uh, that's all the spoilers we've got. So you know, John, this is this episode's going a little long, but you know, we're giving the people what they want. Now I get to get what I want, and I want to hear all about Bahamut Brawl. But before we get there, I want to say, you know, I was, I, you and I talked about this. I was originally supposed to go, but then COVID and then life, and it was just like, well, I can't now. It just, it's coming up too quickly. Mm-hmm. So I 100% would have been on Sky Pirates. That I would have been on the team deck. You and Alex, I would have played the exact same 50. Only... I would have either looked at Avalanche or Warrior of Light. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. felt I wouldn't have been upset p- playing either one of those because there's there's no clash at all. Yeah. Um. So I don't know which one I would have played. Um. That's the only mission I would have probably audible probably the day before that second deck. But Sky Pirates one hundred percent would have been on the menu. Um. Dude, you've been doing. I, you've been like just a pirate fan so long. I don't know how you could not take it to an event. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I keep it sleeved. I, I honestly, the two decks I have sleeved up right now are Sky Pirates and Three Color Warrior of Light. Those Hell are yeah. my two favorite decks right now. But I want to hear all about it. Just I'm going to lean back and not close out my computer this time, <laughs> and uh, I want to hear all about it. All right, man. Um. So we'll start at the top, I guess. So Bahamut Brawl was an event in Chicago hosted by Good Game Chicago. Um, Chicago! Yeah, dude. And, and man, the whole team out there, Bill and everybody, all the locals, uh, and even, like, the not-so-local locals, like, they're, they're normal travel group, right? So, like, um, uh, all the guys from, like, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota and Michigan and all those cool places come down. So, you know, I got to see Rice. I got to see Chocobo Joe and all those, you know, those wonderful names you guys know. Exactly. Um, and so many other cool people got to meet a lot of cool people from that area. Um, and, and so Alex and I basically at Haunted Hotel back in October, as we're sitting at dinner, uh, Joe is pitching. He goes, so you guys are coming to Bahamut Brawl, right? So I, I committed in October and uh, I'm glad that I got to go out there because I haven't been to like any event in the Midwest or like really got out there to meet the scene. So it was really neat to get out there and kind of participate in what they had going on. Um, but yeah, so this was a two deck format. So we knew going in, um, it was going to be best of three, and it was going to be at least six rounds. It's a long day of cards, Chris. Uh, The nice thing about Final Fantasy being best of one is that I don't have days like I used to have in Pokemon, where I get there at 9 a.m. and I play nine rounds of Swiss, and then it's best of three the whole time. And then it's like 9 p.m. when I leave, and they didn't have time for a lunch break. And it's just like a nightmare. Um, So... Going into this, I've been playing. I've been playing Sky Pirates with dancers in them, literally since the set dropped. Um, I we did a review. I talked about how Little Set was not good and how upset I was that Little Set was in Lightning and how it ruined everything. Um, and then when they put it on Octagon, actually, I think even before Octagon, it was on Untap, and Joe and I were like desperate to play some games. So Chocobo Joe is also a Final Fantasy XI fan. 
So we sit down to play some games, just exploring, literally just digging for gold, Chris. We're out there panhandling, not panhandling, panning, just panning for gold. <laughs> also some panhandling. We're just panning for gold, and we're looking for some good stuff. And um, and I go, look, man, I just have to play this and get it out of the way so that I know it's bad and I and I don't ever have to worry about it again, right? I'm just going to do the my couple little set dancer thing. Um, and I was really honed in on the 8K, right? So I packed my deck oh. full of dancers, and I wanted to 8K the board. And uh, Joe and I started playing a couple games, and I'm like, we were both like, whoa, hold on, dude. Like, Lilliset's first ability, actually, is like, I dull one of my characters and dull one of their forwards. Or dull one of my dancers, sorry, and dull one of their forwards. Um, I don't know much about magic, Chris, but there's, I guess, a magic card where, like, I tap my thing to tap your thing. Like, really good. Uh, Everybody keeps, keeps, like, uh, making the comparison to i don't know the name mm. of whatever that item is so you guys i'm sorry i honestly i don't yeah. remember which you'll, one it is you'll have to draw there's that actually comparison. quite a few that have uh effects like that you'll have to but draw that comparison to yourself at home yeah <laughs> but but yeah it's uh basically it became like gross that it was like oh i could tap a backup and just tap your forward i could tap my oh. weakest forwards and tap your guys and then next turn I'll, i can just attack um mm. man so i was like okay well Turns out Lilith is actually really good. Good thing she's in Lightning, because otherwise it would be too easy to play this with uh, with all the other dancers. So mm-hmm. um, I start looking at, okay, how do I do this more efficiently? All right, so I'm going to be in Wind and Water. Okay, well, I want it to be an efficient Wind Water deck. Okay, well, that wasn't a leap to get to Sky Pirates, right? Because I'd actually been mm-hmm. playing Pirates in Opus 14 a lot before they had these uh, these new guys came out, just with the Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew it was going to be nuts, so I went and I got myself three Fuller Vaughns in 14 right away. So, Pinello is Sky Pirate slash Dancer, Chris, so it was coming together. Um, so, just by playing Mayakov, Lilliset, and Pinello, I'm at three Dancers, and it's starting to feel like, okay, well, you just want to be able to get to four, right? So, you have access to all the abilities. But it already felt like, okay, Mayakov can play Pinello from hand. Uh, Mayakov has a really cool ability where he stops all Dancers from being targeted by opponents' abilities. So he actually protects himself, which a lot of those kinds of cards don't normally do. And he protects Pinello. So he says Pinello can't be targeted by abilities. And Pinello, one of her three modes that she has is her action ability can be used to prevent a Sky Pirate that is not her from being targeted by abilities. So what this means is when Mayakov and Pinello are on the table together, like there's two forwards in my deck that can be targeted by abilities. Right? It's like Zidane and uh, Leviathan. I mean, I guess technically like Typhon and uh, there's like one Ishtola. But for the most part, it's like <laughs> all everything I'm offering you, all the threats, um, can't be chosen by abilities. Which means the weakness of the deck is a board-wide damage sweep or Shantoto or um, targeted spot removal, right? Mm-hmm. Two things that are honestly at an all-time low right now. Um, the board-wide damage sweep is something that I had to be a little bit wary of with like Samurais and stuff. But that's where Lilliset's third ability comes in. She has a special ability called Climactic Flourish that says uh, <laughs> all the dancers that you control don't take damage. It becomes zero instead this turn, right? So um, a Shinryu, which was a big thing people would try to play to kill the Lilliset, you can S ability out of it. Uh, Susano, you know, they pay six, they break their backup, you S ability out of it. Um, so it wound up just being like, it came together in, in the perfect ways. Also, another thing that was really important about the deck is like, when you tap four active dancers, you deal 8,000 damage to all active forwards. And the fact that you're playing Sky Pretty Pirates, good. the Sky Pirates can tap themselves into Balthier's ability to like dodge the removal 
-hmm. So what's supposed to be kind of like a board-wide thing, you actually just make it one-sided. So I would like attack with Elza, hold priority, tap four dancers, aka all active forwards, and then tap mm -hmm. my pirates who I need to survive. And then like Elza would get through and she'd be tapped while attacking. So it was like, I thought it had a lot of legs. I really, really liked playing that version instead of just straight up pirates. A lot mm -hmm. of straight up pirates decks are focusing on the primals to remove stuff. So like Leviathans yep. and Bismarcks and they can't target any of my shit. Um, mm -hmm. And it wound up turning Sky Pirates into like a, like this heavy control deck where I would have like five forwards and I would use them to like, I would use like three of them to tap your guys, attack with one guy, mm -hmm. leave one up and pass, you know? Like I was always doing this very slow, methodical kind of like uh, play. Yeah, well, it's also funny too, not to cut you off no, there, but another card that became pretty instrumental in your list is one that me, you, and Adam Duncan have all actually been really high on going into this <laughs> set. But it, it, it yeah. started with putting Rebels. it in Rebels, yeah, which is funny. Opus 3 Legend Barts, Chris. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so Opus 3 Legend Barts, it, it wound up being a card that, as I started playing this deck, it's tough on space, right? Because the pirate stuff's so important. The pirate stuff is so mm -hmm. good. I don't want to cut that back. So I start being like, okay, well, what do I, where do I get the space from? Like some of the primals was one of the answers. Uh, a third copy on some things like Zidane was some of the answers. But um, I was like, man, I really need to have a critical mass of sky pirates, right? For Pinello's ability and for like pirate effects. And also mm -hmm. dancers, dude. And it's so convenient that Pinello is both jobs in one card i was like man if only there was another and then it clicked Hold chris on. you know it was right. the it was the the barts and he comes down and he gets both of those jobs and he has freelancer which means he has haste and first strike right away and the first strike chris ends up being hyper relevant when pinello can drop something's power by three thousand. Sure when fran does. can deal damage when you can pump his power with balthier when you're 8 k mm -hmm. the board with dancers um so yeah it was not meant only, to be there yeah he fits perfectly so that means I only was looking for really one more dancer because um, now I have exactly four, right? If Mayakov, mm -hmm. Lilliset, Pinello, and, and Bartz are all out, which is a little asking for a little much, right? Like I have everything out mm -hmm. on my board. Um, well, it turns out there's a new backup dancer in the set. It's a 2CP water backup that has a Kuka Lane effect on break. Perfect. Mm -hmm. We play three of that. And that's it. That's a dancer package. I think that when people look at the dancers, they go too far. They play like the standard unit forwards. They play the yeah. shitty standard unit backups. Um, I found that all those cards were so weak they didn't really merit inclusion, and they also gummed up like the other parts of the deck. Um, so it's really lean, but it's very like tested and targeted and on purpose that there's you know this many dancers in the deck and honestly of the people who played the deck the weekend one of the things that they said is they're like damn dude i want three barts like mm -hmm. he just he just really feels good in that list i won three separate games this weekend or that weekend chris uh by using barts and philo special on barts like he comes down with haste and text twice um he's pretty good yeah doesn't even need the five jobs to attack twice you know he's doing his thing um, but yeah, so so that's when I landed on Sky Pirate Dancers, and then uh, you'll know this from 14.5, but when the Avalanche deck oh. came out, um, we played it for like a whole month, and by the yeah. time you came down, we had like, we had tweaked it to be like heavy burst and to beat oh. other aggro versions into other like ice variants, and then um, we had like a win a box, and we all played it, and then, you know, so we actually had a lot of time testing Avalanche, and oh. we had tweaked it like... All the way into this burst heavy zone. I don't, Chris, do you remember what your list? It was like thirty plus. Was yeah, like it was like thirty burst because 
Yeah. yeah, it was just like I don't know. I, like I was just I was I was like I was a yeah. cruising altitude, yeah, dude, and I all was like, burst. "Oops, all burst." Got, yeah, but then like, but out of all of that, like really rough stuff. Because I mean, we all ended up like crushing. Yeah. That that. that I'll tell you, we, we fixed that matchup. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it it, it well because it was also still during like when Chocobos was still a thing, yep. and uh-huh. I had no fucking problem playing against Chocobos yep, with all no the burst. Yeah. yeah it, it, Turks everything like we we shored up the aggro matchup. Sure, yeah. Um, there were some there were some standout cards that were like, you know, this thing should just stay in. Sid Mobius, big one. So Sid yeah. Mobius is a backup that I think people give me a lot of really weird looks when they see that in my Avalanche list. But Avalanche deck is like the only Earth deck ever where you average more forwards than backups. Like, always. Like, oh, I have three plus, three, four, five forwards and one to three backups. Dude, well, mm-hmm. then I'm developing another backup for like the next reload, right? And it's an earth backup, but we talk about how important each individual earth backup is an avalanche over the fire backups. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also just doing like 12k, like minimum usually. <laughs> like The casual yeah. 12k. Like, oh, I'll play a 4CB backup in 16k your guy. Uh, I was playing against Dragoons, Chris, and I mm-hmm. 20k'd the 2CP Dragoon that's just like huge. I just, King I straight splat. removed him with damage by playing a backup. Like, it's just things that don't happen, right? Um, so yeah, I, that card was an all-star, and I would have never tried it if it wasn't just in your cranked-out burst version. So things that Because that was even the card, like, the first, like, that was, like, the first piece that we were, like, yeah, I think this might be the, the most best random piece in yeah. the deck, because yeah, it absolutely. is 100%, 100% of the games I played after I put it in there, I was like, this guy's a fucking all-star. Yep, an great absolute card. all-star Insane in this Insane in that list. In that list, it is yeah. so good. Um, yeah, so uh, cards that stuck from the Crazy Burst version were um, uh, the Rip Your Shirt Off Titan, right? I, I kept, I just kept, love their I just kept three of that Titan in there, dude. I, I two for one right, a lot of people with that Titan. Just having something where I could just point and that's dead was really important. Um, and so yeah, I, I had three of that Titan. Uh, we put in Brynhildr, which we weren't playing because that set wasn't out <laughs> when you were playing with us. The Brynhildr is a is a two cost five k damage ex. I agree. And, that is a huge, fantastic yeah. addition. And if it um if it kills the card, you draw a card, dude. In mm-hmm. my top sixteen match, I attack with a uh, cloud. They block cloud with a chumper. I burn Hilder my own cloud so that my next party attack can play cloud onto the field. Um, yeah, just <laughs> just just a good card. Like, oh, I'll kill my own cloud, draw a card, cool. That party attack, play cloud for my hand. Um, very that. That, that card, and also kills Tifas, kills Pinellos. Um, yeah, very strong card. That's been great in the deck as well. Um, the Mobius stayed. The Prompto mm-hmm. stayed. Oh, Prompto mm-hmm. has been beautiful. A um, damn MVP. Yeah, dude. So it's like some of those things that I would have never tried if we weren't just going like a little crazy on the burst, stuck around, mm-hmm. and were really strong. Also, um, a lot of people just don't play Tiro. I don't know why. Like, they have reasons, but they're like, yeah, I don't play Tiro's in my Avalanche list. They play like three Kolka, three Vigali, zero Tiro. But um, <sighs> Tiro was like, I would play him turn one a lot of games to feel great about it because sometimes mm-hmm. turn two, I'll tap him and pitch an Earth card just to play well, like. John, I'm also going to say this. There yeah. were a lot of people that we were watching that were playing like Jesse backup like, Ooh, prior, like early on. Yeah. I'm like, like. That was already like a fucking mistake. So I didn't trust a lot of Avalanche <laughs> lists as I saw out there because I was like, why are you not playing the best cards of the deck? Dude, the thing you is, know what I mean? it's the bombing run, dude. The people are trying to like build backwards and play to the late game and play like sweepers and stuff. Uh-uh-uh. You need to get in there. You need to blow up the reactor. You need to get the fuck out mm-hmm. before Shendra shows up. Because when you stick around for a long time, that's when it's a trap. 
dude, and you get when you, that's you when get you get caught. killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, Avalanche was so I landed on those two decks: Avalanche and Sky Pirate Dancers. With also mm-hmm. the thought being that I would always play Avalanche first, and I would either win or lose fast. And then if I lost, I would play Avalanche again, and either the round would be over fast, or we could finally I could spend the whole rest of the round on my big thinker, which is the Sky Pirate Dancer deck. Lots of lines, lots to think about. Um, and that was my strategy. I kept that exact strategy throughout the entire tournament. I always played Avalanche first, and if I lost, I always ran it back. Um, so, so, go ahead. And real quick, just an option, because I was a stream monster all weekend. Yeah. Uh, wonderful stream, by the way. Um, just want to make sure I shout out the uh, Shantoto cast, cast guys. Yeah. Just doing a great job, just, you know, just being present. Um, you know, it's been a while, so I... I, I there, there were some commentary where I was like, ah, you know, that's you got to pay more attention to what's going on. But that's just me being, you know, I, I can give that critique. I think I fucking earned that, right? Yeah, that's fair. I, I would dare say I think I've earned that. But I was just so happy to see people in the booth calling the games. They did an awesome job. So I just want yeah, to go dude. ahead and say that right off the bat. Um, and I would love to see them do more. I would love to see them improve their commentary game, and I would love to see more. So don't take me saying, ah, you missed some things. You know what? It's fine. We all miss things, and y'all did a great job overall. So just keep that in mind. Um, where I was going with all that, being a stream monster, John, you know, you had your strategy. I feel like because, and this is what I was saying when I, earlier in the cast when I said there was something I was going to touch on when you were talking about the uh, Bahamut brawl. Mm-hmm. You could tell so many people were out of practice. Yeah, which is where you had a tremendous advantage. Because Game Theory has a thriving fucking locals that is going every yeah, week we with sure do. quality play. Yeah. And you know, and you know, part of the strategy, and you hit the nail right on the head, man, when you're playing a multi-deck format, the, the order in which you play your decks is so fucking important. Yeah, man. I, I was like, look, I need to I, there's gonna be a thinker of a game. And I need mm-hmm. to fast forward to where I have the time yes. to spend on that. Because a lot of people had issues with the clock, too, Chris, this weekend. Like, uh, a lot I of games it. going to time. Like, we had, like, oh, no, what do we do in best of three when time runs out? And, yeah, like, okay, here's how sudden death works. And, like, all mm-hmm. this stuff, you know. Um, I did not go to time in a single round all weekend. Because um, you knew how to manage the clock. That's yeah, so important. That's important, Jesus. dude. That's part of, uh, you know going to a tournament like that is you got to know i have mm-hmm. to complete all these games i got to give myself the time i need uh you can ask any of my opponents if i ever had time where i had to sit and think for more than a minute i said i'm sorry i just have to think for a minute always mm-hmm. communicating that kind of stuff um yeah so so i went in with that strategy i felt pretty good about it um i thought i was going to run into a lot of sky pirates samurais mm-hmm. avalanche and twins i was confident in my ability to beat Twins and the Mirror with my Sky Pirate Dancers deck. Uh, I was confident that my Avalanche list was better than almost all the other Avalanche lists and that I could win that Mirror. Um, I was confident that the Burst like version, like that leaning on those Bursts would help me in Mirror with Avalanche. And if there was an early Twins against my Avalanche. Um, so I felt pretty good about those matchups. And I tested Samurais like, quite a bit, probably the week or two before, just to, to feel better there. Because Samurais, mm-hmm. Chris, actually has the best tools... To stop, yes. to stop my dancer stuff because they have the Amaterasu's. Mm-hmm. They have Terrors to get back the Amaterasu's. They usually are playing backups to search the Amaterasu's. And they're also all running this Bahamut now. The Bahamut is a 4 CP 9k damage. 
is the yep. exact kind of targeted spot removal that my entire deck was hoping the meta was mostly not playing, which is true. Most people were not playing, you know, 4CP Alexander or that Bahamut. But I know Samurai's has them, so, so it can be scary. And that's where one of my favorite tech cards, and I just have to shout this guy out, Chris. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute favorite tech cards of the whole weekend, complete all-star, 4CP backup, Leko Haboka and Wind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really I saw because I saw that on when Alex was playing on stream, and I was like, "Oh, that's neat." Yeah. So Leko Haboka, guys, for for the uninitiated, um, he has an ability that if you've cast three cards this turn, at the end of the turn, you can put Leko Haboka in the break zone and search your deck for a character of cost four or less and play it onto the field. He has a second ability. Don't worry about it. We're never casting five cards, and we're not using it. So his uh, his ability is literally like it resolves an end phase. So an example of a turn in the tournament is like I play Vaughn off four backups. Mm-hmm. My opponent in response, Alexander's my Vaughn before I get mm-hmm. the card. Okay. I go into my deck. I get a fifth backup, you know, Sky Pirate backup. I untap five backups. I tap three. I play Bartz. I tap two. I play Pinello. I end my turn. I resolve like a Haboka in end step. I get Mayakov out of the deck and Mayakov cheats little set from my hand. And I now have four active dancers that can't be targeted by abilities, you know, post their removal, post Vaughn. Um, and it's like the fact that the Leko Haboka, I can know that they have an Amaterasu in hand. So this happened in top cut and top four. My opponent mm-hmm. Amaterasu is my first Mayakov. They Amaterasu my mm-hmm. second Mayakov, and then I just go, no, no, no. Like, that's it. We're playing a safe Mayakov. You know, I play my Leko Haboka, I get him to three, mm-hmm. and under a third Ama, like, it doesn't matter because they don't get to respond in end step, he can go grab those cards. Um, I played against Mono Wind, who had Edge and Rosa out, so I can't like oh. target them. They can like negate everything. Um, man, how am I gonna get this Rosa? Oh, I'll resolve Leko Haboka and end step. He gets a character. I'll go get a Typhon out of my deck when they can't respond, and I'll put her into the deck. So yeah, Leko Haboka was was intense, dude. He can get a backup if you want. You know, <laughs> he gets any character. Oh. Very, very strong card. Um, really helped against Amaterasu's and people who I knew were trying to cancel like when they know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, besides that tweak, I think the last thing that we changed before going into the event is I went up to three Leviathans. Uh, that was something that everybody in the Airbnb seemed to feel was really important. And I actually, I was like, eh, on it. And I would probably, if, if I made any changes, I'd probably cut one Leviathan for something else uh, these mm-hmm. days. I think I'd be fine on two. Uh, we just don't need it as much as the regular Pirates deck does. So I, I can see why they feel like they need it, because it's in normal Pirates, it's like one of the only things you have to stop aggro. But we can AK mm-hmm. cleave the board and also like stop attacks. Um, so I don't think we need it as much. But, you know, it's okay. It was fair. And I respect the opinions of these guys, Brandon and Joe and stuff, good players. So, you know, it's it's always I'm willing to make tweaks in a direction that doesn't seem crazy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so, you know, I go to the event. Um, me and Alex are on the deck. There's a couple guys from the Airbnb who were inspired by how much fun I seem to be having playing my uh, my Weird Pirates version, so they've played some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And we get there, and there's a lot of good players in the room. It's going to be a tough day. Um, I round one. I'm on, I think, like the backup stream or something. And because uh, they showed the second half of my round one, right? They showed like the end of the game. So mm-hmm. I, they didn't tell us which stream yeah, was the, like the, the names were stream. crossed by yeah, the, the way. Because I was like, wrong. "Oh shit, did John just lose round one?" No, nah, dude, I posted it on. Uh, you see the mat, dude? You know. I yeah, well, yeah. That's after I saw it, I was like, "Okay, wait a minute." Yeah. Um. So 
they have us on the backup stream. I thought the whole game was on stream. I'm like, all right, here we go. And my opponent flips over Samurais, and I was just like, oh, okay, we we practiced this. Let's go. You know, this is kind of it's always nice when you run into the stuff you're hoping to see. Um, mm-hmm. so he played Samurais and played Avalanche into it. That went very well for us. Uh, he switches to Pirates. Uh, for game two, and I switched to my pirates, and uh, again, uh, felt good about the mirror. That game I won with the Bart's Philo special on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Chocobo Joe screams throughout the room like Philo special on Bart's <laughs> or whatever, Winsel on Bart's or whatever, because he's so mm-hmm. excited. It was fun. Um, then round two was uh, I played against one of the people for the Airbnb, Megan. She was playing Dragoons and something else. Um, Dragoons is like, oh, great, I got my Alice start. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm playing Avalanche. So, you know, blew that guy out of the water. Like, we played, uh, we played like, Barbara forward on turn one or two. You know, blew that out of the water when it turned sideways. Um, yep. That went pretty well for us. Then game two, they ran back Dragoons. And I actually had to play very careful, like, super respect the Freya cleave. Because, again, that's another way to kind of, they get through the dancers not being able to be chosen. Um, played that one super safe, took some early damage, but we locked that down. Then game three, I had to play against uh, Bird, another guy from the Airbnb, one of uh, Rice's friends, really cool guy, loved meeting him, hated having to play mm-hmm. him in Swiss. Playing Mono Wind, this was one of the surprises of the weekend, Chris. KP shows up mm-hmm. playing Mono Wind, Rice and friends on Mono Wind. Mono Wind definitely has the legs right now, pretty cool. Uh, I concur. That was the game where I was terrified of the, uh, the Bart's Rosa. So I had to yep. figure that stuff out. Um, took that one, move on to round four. At this point, we know that all like there's only a half of a person on average at X2 who misses. So feeling mm-hmm. pretty good. I just got to win like one of my next three rounds. I've got a feeling that it, even if I lose all three of them, I won't be like the worst X2 because I started, you know, XO. So um, I actually play my fourth round against uh, the guy Steven Sauce. Steven Sauce is playing Mono yeah, Ice. Yeah, from uh, Ohio. Yeah, well, I got sauced, Chris. That's that's for sure. <laughs> He's playing Mono Ice with the six characters in it. Uh, his deck name is Surprise Hrace Velger. And he's got one Hrace Velger in his deck, which he has just used in the last round to skip KP's next combat as KP's playing Avalanche, like, to great effect. So, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, so we're playing, that... and uh, we have, like, the first game... You know, we basically, like, he gets one, I get one. And then I know, okay, I'm playing against this Mono Ice deck now. Um, the Mono Ice deck, he has, like, he plays Gumba backup. And I'm like, okay. And then I, I play, like, a backup or two, like, pretty normal start. And then he goes, like, off of the one backup, he plays Remedy. Then Remedy, uh-huh. he plays the new Sellers, and he chooses the your opponent discards a card mode. And so uh-huh. when I discard a card, it triggers Remedy's second ability. So he gets a Searcher's deck for Sid Randell. And now I'm just like looking at three forwards, and Sky Pirates does not like it when people are that angry that early. They definitely do not. And I'm like, huh, well, my answer to a wide board is a cleave, but I can't play a little set at all because Mayakov has no enter abilities. That's right. So I like, I, you know, work my booty off to kill the Sid and try to get ready for like a comeback. And then he plays Race Felgar and chooses the mode to like get a character back from his discard pile and gets the Sid back. It's just game over, man. Absolutely destroyed me. <laughs> I had no chance. Um, but I, I was Yikes. excited to see Bono Ice doing well. I was like, I literally said, like, dude, this is so cool. I'm so glad to see this doing well. Good luck or something like that. Um, oh, absolutely. Then in my next round, um, I think the next round, I don't think I lost back to back. 
Man, I can't. No, I, I, can't I don't remember. think you because you lost the other. Your other loss was to Brian Garrity. And that yeah. didn't come yeah. to like the last I'm round. I'm pretty sure that was the like last that. round of Swiss that I lost yeah. to Brian Garrity. Yeah. Um, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I, for some reason, those are mixed. Uh, the last two rounds for me. But yeah, it was another one where I um, I got there. You know, Avalanche just does the thing, blows up in their face. Then mm-hmm. Brian was uh was the opposite dude. The twins deck, um got there then i'm able to get him back with against pirates with uh avalanche then he gets me in the mirror again i had like uncharacteristically bad start like i won with avalanche then i have to try to win with dancers and i had two games where i like i saw two out of the three backup dancers first so i'm like i'm playing like two water standard unit backups like oh man this is not how you want the start to be you want like a wind and a water you want like some of the pirate stuff going on. I think I was like paying five for Pinello's ability because I just hadn't seen any pirates. Like the theme of me playing against Brian is I just don't get to use Bond. Like that just doesn't happen uh, for some reason. So <laughs> I had some like real bad games where he's just like, yeah, man, I don't know. I still don't, I still don't get it. And I'm like, that's fair. It's totally fair. I, uh, you know, Hey, uh, hopefully, you know, I made it to day two. So uh, hopefully I'll prove something there. Um, mm-hmm. So that was great. We felt good. I, I made day two with dancers. I was joking that uh, every person who got angry about seeing the dancers in my list just gave me more energy. I was going to be playing in this tournament, and I wanted to play something like that was fun and also good. So, uh, and I did. I made day two, and I was I was happy with that. Uh, I knew my top sixteen was going to be against Deshaun Knight, which is a, another great mm-hmm. guy from out there in Midwest. Love him. Uh, anytime that we get to isn't, chat. He, isn't he part of like Minnes- the, mm-hmm. not Minnesota? Oh, the, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. yeah. And okay, let gotcha. me tell you, they were like eight of the top sixteen, bro. They they showed nice. up in force. I had to get there two of them to get there to finals. Um, yeah, so I got to hang out. I don't think that we ever had the pleasure of playing before, so I got to jam against him. Um, and we had some some good games. I loved Chris. I loved. That him and the team were all like looking at my deck list, and they had like on the phone, they're like pulling up what like little set does. And shit. Oh, wow. like you know, because it's just what it, like, oh man, what does that Sid Mobius do? Like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is just is just fun to me. And like, and that's also great when you're like, you all, you're always in that mindset too. Like when they have to read a card, you're like, I got him. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just like cool. I know I look at his list and like I know all the cards, and they look at my list and they have to like refamiliarize them. So not that they don't know mm-hmm. what they do. But like, yeah, it's it's always fun um, to have a moment like that, right? So then mm-hmm. we had some great games. Um, I got there then in that top eight was I'm trying to think. You know, top four was um, was cadets and lightning fire. And let me tell you, dude, I was terrified of lightning fire. But he played cadets mm-hmm. into me twice, and so I was like. The lightning right. fire was all spot removal, so I was really worried that it could just kill all the dancer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the when we went up against the cadets, it was like he played Rem first, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Sweet, I'm playing Avalanche." And <laughs> just blow up the four cost backup. Um, and then the next game, I so I had actually played a lot against Ralph, who loves cadets. So mm-hmm. I respect Nine a lot because Nine, the new dual legend, Nine is terrifying. Yeah. So when he would like play Ace and he's like triggering the Ace legend to like look at the top cards, I would like mm-hmm. respond with removal on Ace because I don't want Ace to be able to convoke Nine into play. Like, yep. and you can't like cast a card on the stack. So I'm like, oh, I have to kill Ace now so mm-hmm. that. I have a win. That's the only time I can respond before he can like play nine after playing another character. So I like really knew what the deck was trying to do. So I was on top of it. 
I'm sure that a lot of other people probably didn't respect nine as much and got like absolutely schlacked when that thing entered the field. Um, if I hadn't gotten schlacked many times before in my life, I would not have <laughs> known to to blow up Ace immediately either. Um, exactly. Also, he just had like tough luck finding the right colors. It, it seemed like it just normally the deck runs a lot better. I know uh, from experience, but yeah, it just it just wasn't coming up in top four. And then finals, all coming man. up Millhouse. It sounded yeah. like finals was Brian, man, and Brian. Uh, he had my number all weekend. In game one, he just plays like Palomporm like so early, and it's so hard for Avalanche to deal with. So I like I get to a decent turn two where I like get to play the Cloud, and ten uh, k. The um, I have to pick right kill one, so I pick Palum because if Palum gets to the third counter, he gets to actually just point and kill one of my guys every turn. Whereas Porum has to like have a little help. But the problem is if he gets the Palum, the baby Palum with no counters can finish off anything the Porum picks. So it's like it's bad either way. But I think I had to kill the Palum, so I kill the Palum, and um, he Porums my bigs, so I don't get to like draw a card with the party. Mm. Like that's fair. Then the next turn he gets to the Palum again, and now it's just it's just a shit show. It's like point and kill that guy. Okay, now it's my turn. Now he's got a counter point and kill that guy. And now on yep. every turn, he kills like a guy and a half or two guys every single turn. And I just couldn't keep up with it. Um. So then I'm like, okay, well at least now I know that I don't have to deal with twins anymore. It's just two pirate matchups. And uh, dude, sometimes that's that's half the strategy, right? Yeah. Like if they play a deck that you might have a bad matchup. Mm -hmm. You can easily just be like, oh, well, if I lose here, now I don't have to play against that. Yes, there's that counter argument where it's like, well, now I'm down a game. Now my back's against the wall. And if you feel more confident in the other matchup, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, so I lost that one real fast, and that deck is terrifying, and I think people should probably be playing it a little more. I really liked a lot of his choices in the deck. Um, mm -hmm. It was really hard for me to deal with with what I was playing. Um, then Pirates... I mean, or sorry, game two. I mean, you you watch the finals, right? I'm sure. So game yep. two, I go just as fast in the other direction, man. Just, yep. <laughs> Avalanche does the thing, bombing mission complete. I think somebody says in chat, and uh, yes. yeah, it might have even been you. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, great. Um, then game three, uh, this is the moment the entire fucking weekend since Friday night when he told me he just didn't see why the mm -hmm. dancers were were good in pirates. I knew it was all leading to this moment. I literally said, um. On day two, I was like, it's going to be me and him in finals. Like, that's how it's going to shake out. There's no other way for this to go. It's how it was drawn up, you know, in mm -hmm. the stars. So sure enough, um, it feels like the best game I've had against him so far. We both have, like, super good gentlemanly starts and get to a lot of backups. I get to my fourth backup being Merrill if I searched out my Vaughn. Uh, he kept one card in hand. I had this sinking feeling it was Zidane. Sure enough, it, yep. Uh, he he top decks Vaughn, plays Vaughn. Gets something on Taps' backups. Taps 3 plays it and takes my Vaughn. And it's the beginning of the end for me. Um, I So he did have to Leviathan stuff at one point of that game. So I know that he put a little set back on my hand. So mm -hmm. for like three or four turns, he has like a blocker. It's like the Leviathan is the blocker. Um, it's not three or four turns, I'm sorry. It's like two or three turns, honestly. But there's definitely at least a two-turn window where I just need one of any of the following cards. It just needs to be Vaughn, Mayakov, Bartz, or Balthier, being that I just needed to present either one more haste guy mm -hmm. or um, be able to tap one guy. And uh, it just we just didn't get there. And it happens sometimes. I thought for sure. I thought that one I was like feeling good, uh, especially going into game three after I got that start. I was like, sweet, this is it. 
but you know, it's a he's a strong player, and he didn't let me have it. That's fair. He he yep. he beat that ass. So Brian took <laughs> that, and uh, absolutely congratulations to him. He played really really tight, really well all weekend. Um, sometimes you can just hope your opponent messes up in important situations and get there. Uh, did not work out for us that way. <laughs> Brutal. But um, all in all, man, I got a shout out the store. Amazing prizing. I mean, I walked away with um uh, the reunion kit playmat three reunion uh-huh. Aerith foil promos uh place at a Stalin promos i got a sealed opus 11 box um, Hell yeah there's like the signed a mono art that was supposed to go to first but brian has already won one at one of the previous road to bahama events and he's such a nice guy he gave that to me that was so cool um like dude this is crazy dude bill just walks around the store and just comes around and he's like hey uh like I, I got this like paper this is like thing somebody gave me is like taped up does anybody want and dude he holds it up and it i snap recognized the map from final fantasy 6 huh. i'm just like yep yeah like he doesn't even finish the sentence i'm like i'll take it <laughs> like hands up i'm like bro are you kidding me i don't care if it's taped or what like i have in a box over here somewhere with like my old instruction booklets and stuff from super nintendo i have like three of mm-hmm. the nine squares from my original map <laughs> where like i can't Fucking bring myself awesome. to throw out the the squares right so it's like Oh shit! This is a complete map from Final Fantasy. So, like, yes, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> so that's like a oh, bonus prize. Um, Bill gave us some cool stuff. Like I said um, earlier, to donate for the prize wall. Um, man, it was it was just great. It felt great. It was a good weekend of cards. You know, we prized up pretty well. We did well. We got to show our fun special deck off to everybody, and and um, hopefully some people were inspired by that. And you know, there's. There's always some more stuff you can do out there, man. We talk about it here on the cast a lot, so I'm, I'm glad to put my money where my mouth is. Like, was it just pirates? Sure, dude. But you know, point me to another Mayakov little set pirates list um, that people are running around playing and doing well. You know, it's it's there's always room for innovation, man. So I had a I lot agree. of a lot of fun, man. I, I really hope you're at the next one, whatever it is, wherever we go. Yeah, no, definitely. I would absolutely love to be. It's overdue, brother overdue long overdue yeah but i mean but, i have you know i could do all the shout outs and i could talk about the food and the airbnb and all that crazy stuff but you guys don't need to hear that it's it we're already we're pushing three hours here so yeah. so i think that's a good wrap on that one that's just my little tournament report um i did post links on the rba returners facebook page to both of my deck lists mm-hmm. with some tips that i wrote myself uh if you're going to pick them mm-hmm. up and play them uh, i will be doing a little deck tech uh, for the dancers, probably later today. Sorry, guys. Elden Ring is so good, and it's been very distracting. Um, you mean you mean Dark Souls Five? Yeah, dude. I mean, or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, look. It's. What did anybody think it was going to be? This. That's the point. It's a from software yeah, game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just. I don't know. I, I guess. I guess I'm just. Uh, that's a whole another concept for a whole co- uh, yeah, conversation for that's a fair. whole another time. We'll we'll talk about that's that fair. next time. How I feel about those. But yeah, that's um, that's that man. I think that's it. For us on this one do you have anything else chris before we let the people finally tune out and listen to the, oh, the next bit of content they want to consume in today's media challenge world i am spent excellent well then that is it for us guys um we hope you've enjoyed a return to listening to the rba returners and yeah, uh always nice to always we, we we love to talk we love to talk about the game that's right man. glad to see uh you know we got things to talk about i'm, I'm excited. excited uh this 
Final Fantasy X starter should be coming real soon. I can't wait, be... dude. I, I want my my grubby mm -hmm. little paws on that. That's going to shake things up online for sure. We're going to have yeah. the uh, we're going to have one of those to give out the first week that those are legal, mm -hmm. and then uh, we're like a month away, a month and a half away from from the next opus. Yeah, and, uh, that's exciting. Oh, boy, we we actually you know all things considered, barely know anything about the set. Um, yeah, but the fact true. that it should have been here within the month, you know. So mm -hmm. this next month, March, I feel like we're going to be uh, getting very, very distracted by a lot of cool cards that yes. we're excited to play. So we'll see how it Agreed. goes. Agreed. <sighs> but that's it, Chris. Signing off, I think. That's all I got. All right. Toodles. Toodles. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.